Want to show off your patriotism and love for firearms? You need to check out Goat Guns. Our authentic die-cast miniature gun replicas are a great way to celebrate your rights while adding a unique and high-quality item to your collection. They are fun to build and make a great display addition to your office, man cave, or anywhere you want to show off your collection. Start your collection today at GoatGuns.com. Yeah. All right, Martin. Hello. Ether or hit him up? Got to be hit him up, hasn't he? I haven't had anything to do with Scott Colton in almost a decade. Probably wanted nothing to do with him even longer than that. It's fucking unfortunate that I have to come up here and speak on this one. I'm on my time, and this is a fucking business. A grown-ass adult man, and I decide not to be friends with somebody is nobody else's fucking business. My problem was I wanted to bring a guy with me to the top that did not want to see me at the top. Okay? You call it jealousy, you call it envy, whatever the fuck it is. My relationship with Scott Colton ended long before I paid all of his bills. I have every receipt. I have every invoice. I have every email. I have the email where he says, and I quote, I agree to go our separate ways. I will get my own lawyer. You do not have to pay anymore. The only reason the public did not see is because when I finally had to counter sue him through discovery, we discovered he shared a bank account with his mother. And as soon as we discovered that fact and we subpoenaed old Marsha, he sent the email, oh, can we please drop all this? And the fact that I have to sit up here because we have irresponsible people who call themselves EVPs and couldn't fucking manage a target and they spread lies and bullshit and and put into a media that I got somebody fired when I have fuck all to do with him want nothing to do with him do not care where he works where he doesn't work where he eats where he sleeps and if y'all are at fault fuck you if you're not I apologize what did I ever do in this world to go to deserve an empty-headed fucking dumb fuck like hangman adam page to go out on national television and fucking go into business for himself for what what did i do dave what did i ever do didn't do a goddamn thing hello and welcome to spotlight the official podcast of gravel i'm Beto. i'm jp and I'm Matty. And I can't think of a better way to show the show. Fuck the elite as a staff, record cable as a motherfucking crew, Matty. <laughs> just how just out cherry you are, though, mate. All the, key, all the Christmases have come at once and everything. I love it, mate. Fucking love it. It is almost certainly going to be a breaking new spotlight tonight, yeah. it feels like tonight. But oh. fucking hell, we've just, uh, we've just been in the pre. If you want nonsense, we just did that in the pre show. There is too much, too much going on this. Apparently, there were WWE shows this weekend, Matty. Apparently, that they happened. I feel like they were in like May, maybe <laughs> April time. I think that's when uh, Wales Collide was. I don't think you slept in Sunday night, have you, Ben? I don't think you've actually had to sleep, have you? <laughs> right, I, I, this is the thing. You both, like, you're both in the same boat, and that, like, I know, like, you, Matty, and like our mates were like. You planned to watch the pay per view at six um, on uh, on Monday night, Monday. and it was killing yeah. me not to because I was like, should I text them? Should I should I give them like a heads? But I know, so you actually care about what happens in the ring in matches and stuff. So I yes. thought I'll leave you alone. I'll let you find <laughs> out on your own time. Like I was, I gave JP and Gareth a few hints, and then ended up like <clears throat> completely spilling the beans to Gareth and uh, 
giving JP some guidance what to do. I couldn't have survived Monday. I couldn't have lived without being involved in this in this news cycle from like Sunday night to Monday morning. Does does it shock your Matty to know that I didn't go to bed till late in the morning? Oh Ben, it doesn't assault because the first patient we thought of, because we watched the pay-per-view, obviously. And then obviously because mm. we I just I needed to go on Twitter. I'm one of them people and I just avoided it all day. So as soon as it finished, right on Twitter. And we just seen it explode, everything explode. Ah, like chats going off about 100 messages mm. just all over the place. And we all just fought to you, Ben, straight away, figuring out how much is you loving this. <laughs> <laughs> like, proper, not even messages, fucking living for it, though. Ah, oh, just uh, great. I, but, I, went, I, went, I went to bed at 8 a.m. I started my shift at 9 a.m. So that was how my day went on there. Fucking hell, Ben. Mate. <laughs> You do much more rested than me when you found the news out. JP, did you manage to stay unspoiled? Was uh, was my chat messages helpful? Helpful? Yes, your chat message did exactly the job. I was so I had made the mistake of seeing like the image of MJF. So I went, oh, okay, he's back. But all the other media scrum stuff, I Is didn't he? know. Happened three years ago. I mean, fucking hell. Like, uh, but like, the thing was, I managed to avoid it. Got to like the media scrum stuff, saw it straight away. I thought, oh, fucking hell, this is Phil. This is <laughs> classic Phil, teeing off. And it's just been an absolute shit show that I've been loving watching from a distance. I don't know how the people in the room felt watching some of this stuff happen <laughs> as the well, which which could like... be a whole other story in and of itself that we probably won't get even remotely close to talking about. Oh, I'll make time. Terms. Uh, okay. I'll make time um, to call them shit, shit cunts. Don't worry. It's good. <laughs> yeah, it, it it really was. It was like, it's, it's fucking bonkers. If something doesn't happen during this show, I'll be, I'll be gobsmacked. Yeah. So, but it's just, yeah, it's been like a... I just saw somebody tweet, this is like our generation's Montreal. Depending on what happens over the next three hours of us recording, possibly four, possibly five, who knows, we might get into un- uncharted territory tonight. Th- that might not be such a ridiculous statement, you know, we're like recording this Tuesday night, uh, we're late, it's mm. 10 to 10. Like there, are, there is a muse potentially swirling about the uh, the idea that maybe, maybe I am not reporting this to, to the live chat. Um, this is not a report. This is just kind of things you see in knocking around dark Twitter and rumors gathering pace that CM Punk might be gone from AEW. It wouldn't shut me if if that was true. Um, you know, it's like that. That would be the cherry on top of an insane twenty four hours. Like, but yeah, following it along and like you know, obviously. I think Fightful have been doing an incredible job um, over this weekend as far as breaking stuff. Um, you know, Meltzer, Alvarez, you know, Wade Keller's had a, a few things to, to put out there. I mean, what we do know as fact at a time of recording is obviously, you know, the, the the press scrum that we just heard from. Got lots to say about that. You know, the Colt Cabana, the Handman Page comments, the, uh, the stuff about the VPs. It was then reported that obviously... Uh, there was uh, allegedly. Um, I was it word. It wasn't skirmish. What was the word? Everyone keeps using JP. It was like a um, melee. Oh, oh. melee, melee, yeah. melee. Yeah, yeah. There was a melee going on. And as, as more detail has come out, you know, at first it was like a joke. Oh, a steel bit Kenny Omega. No, nope, turns out like reputable places reporting a steel bit Kenny Omega. Also threw a chair at one of the Jacksons' heads. Also, CM Punk possibly. Knocked one of the Jacksons out after uh, the promo that we just heard there. 
he is still an MMA fighter, whether he's a good one or a bad one is uh, is one of those things. But <laughs> based on the report we're getting today, 100% believe that's happening. You know, there's talk of, you know, people potentially threatening to walk out on yeah. both sides. There's talk of potentially the TV network getting involved and it being an issue with them, an issue with Chad Khan, Tony Khan. Like, this is a extremely developing story, but what a fucking 24 hours, JP. Yeah, how the fuck do you even begin to to start? There's so many elements to this. There's so many layers. It's just that there's one man at the centre of it all, which is CM Punk comes into the company one year ago. It has the nickname of like kind of all, was it all friends wrestling and stuff like that that people were saying about me? Not any fucking more. Well, that seems to have gone out of the window. Mm. There is... There is always because, and I feel like I should say this. There is that always that part of me, not necessarily that just wonders how they're going to work this into a program. Because what is it a way of changing? It's wrestling. No, we're not going <laughs> that. No, we can do that no. Fuck off. No, let's stay with reality. Gareth's not here. We're not doing that. Carry on. No. <laughs> but it is it, it. The whole thing is is just like you just look at this organization. And mm. a load of this sort of dirty laundry has come out. And you've got a real dividing line where you're having to make big decisions, basically about your star players. Now, those of you who support various kind of whatever sport you're into, there's a point where there's a couple of big personalities at clubs and they kind of end up butting heads. And one of them ends up leaving and stuff like that. And there's a lot of similarities with, with all of that stuff as well. Now, I say all of this, I'm not saying this with some sense of righteous indignation throughout. I'm going to be openly admitting I'm fucking loving it. Like I'm fucking loving it. I'm not, and I'm not ashamed to say it because it is the kind of drama that is like you mentioned about Montreal. Like those of us who were watching at that point in time, that's where it was where wrestling had become this whole kind of other thing. And it was about the backstage and everything else. It's kind of unfortunate, by the way, you didn't mention that we've got, what adds up to about fucking 12 hours of wrestling to kind of cover <laughs> on top of That's this company awful. looking like it's having like a, a nervous breakdown, basically. My notes, which are all about specific, I've gone out the fucking window. Like, I don't think I'll be spend like, you know, with this kind of stuff, it dominates the future direction of this company. If all reporting is to be believed, it goes in one direction which is kind of CM Punk. You'd go with what is their biggest and most marketable star. And, you know, a man who's proven to add more to a buy rate than, say, a a Brian Danielson, to be honest with you. But then, like, there's things about the timing and everything else. And you've got between the founders of the company, between the executive vice presidents, the whole thing that is built around, the reason why Elite is in the name of the company, between the Bucks Mm. and, and Kenny Omega... And then you throw in fucking Ace Steel for shits and giggles to have the most manic week of any employee. Did he find a desk to shit on afterwards? Because that pretty much would be ticking at this stage. What a week. What's your immediate reaction to it, Matt? It's fucking insane, isn't it? Ben, I was was grinning from ear to ear watching it, mate, just laughing my head off, just loving Mm. it for all different types of reasons, like... You triple H sitting there loving all this, Ben. You know, that face, face, and the force off with all this, just seeing all this commotion going on. But it's been coming for weeks, Cody. Though, hasn't it? Cody, that's what I'm saying. It's been coming for weeks, mm. all the little rumblings you've been hearing. 
And Punk's finally had enough. You know, he didn't even bite. I'm sure we'll go into like most of the detail, but he didn't even bite on a question. He just went off on one straight away. It's like, (laughs) it's just, and his his eyes all the way through it, but I couldn't keep my eyes off his eyes. It was just like, he was obviously livid and it was just great, great stuff. That was the thing, watching it live. It was like, you know, like you just looking around and like, yep, 100%. I tuned, I was watching on the proper AW YouTube and they did just cut right in, and he was already talking. Yeah, and you didn't. I, I you just assumed. Oh, he must have been asked a question, presumably. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He just went off on one, and like, <laughs> it, I mean, that was the story. The the press conference as well. Like, you know, we'll get into the, you know, the performance of the media there or the lack thereof of uh, of some of them. But like, they could have asked him any question on air. And he still wanted to direct the question, the, the, his answers into that. He wanted to talk about Colt Cabana. He wanted, well, Scott Colton. He wanted to talk about Hamman Page. He wanted to talk about the elite. Like, you know, there were media people throwing him softball questions about the influence of Terry Funk or some bo- Like, the, the biggest wrestling story of the generation is taking place in front of him. And some of these journalists wanted to ask CM Punk about, like, is kayfabe so neat and how he managed to fight through the match yeah. and win. Like that was yeah. ridiculous, but Punk didn't let that stop him. Punk no. just went for it and just he, he had he had something he wants to get off his chest. And like he's that that's what he is when he when there's something like that. He's a dog with a bone, he doesn't let go of grudges, as we know now, and we've always known he's always yeah. been this person. Like going back to ROH, like I've had spiky interactions with him. My friends have had spiky interactions with him. Like he was mini, he was mini Triple H in Ring of Honor. That's what he was. And he was known on the Indies of being this <laughs> grumpy prick who, you know, had things his own way and fall out with people. And you know, there's all the Shikara stuff and Eddie Kingston all that. But AW turned into a story this year. But you know, there was absolutely truth in that. This is who CM Punk has always been. And like, mm-hmm. I was watching it like you guys enjoying it. You know, when it when it just flew into it, it felt like I was experiencing history as it was happening in front of me and i am a huge cm punk fan despite the cunt years like i always say about I mean, ben, you're like, gonna feel more attached aren't you like anyway because it's punk you know well, what i mean he's my he- in a lot of ways he's like my hero but he's one of my heroes mm-hmm. i wouldn't want to meet like i would yeah. if someone offered me like yeah. do you want to go to dinner with cm punk i'd say no like i'd be like nah you know what because i don't think he'd like me <laughs> and i don't think we'd have anything to talk about you know like what's the point <laughs> like i wouldn't want to like, but like this is just, this is, you know, it's not new. This is always who he's been. Like, mm-hmm. and from the start, it's like, he just can't let go of these petty grudges. Like this, the Cabana stuff, like I say, he wasn't even asked about it. And he was wrong, you know, from the start. He, he started launching into Nick Houseman about, you should, de- if you're going to report on stuff, you should declare the fact that you're friends with Cook Cabana. Nick Houseman's like, I'm not friends with Cook Cabana anymore. I fell out with him, you know, like CM Punk did. And CM Punk kind of half apologize but he didn't let him stop him you know kind of launching into a rant launching into that the handman page stuff you know and it's like as much as i'm if this makes sense getting enjoyment out of it and i'm entertained by everything he's saying like he's just he's writing his own death warrants you know with like with fans in Mm. general with you know that locker room with as far as anyone you know backing him you know coming out of this it's just as much as like he might be writing certain elements, there are things about the Colt Cabana stuff we can go into that like I uh, kind of you know saw a bit more from his point of view once he made those points. But I still think overall he, he came across as the uh, as the bad guy. You know, there's things about the Hangman Page stuff that like he's right to be angry about, but you know, obviously he's gone about it the wrong way. And like the you know the 
the stuff with you know the young bucks and Kenny Omega, like you know airing that dirty laundry out in public again. You can argue, you know, that he's that he's right in some ways, or that they're you know all the things he says about them, but. It's the way he's gone about it that's caused all this, and then there's the fight afterwards, and he's still getting involved. Like it's hard to, even as the biggest CM Punk fan of the world, JP, it's hard to defend him at this point. Oh, it is hard to defend him. Like it's this. The analogy I've seen with him is this: is this is very much kind of like Roy Keane. This is like kind of Roy Keane style behavior, where you look at him and you can say he can be right about a lot of the, the things he said, like in some ways, some of the comments, it's brutal that the public manner of it and things like that, where you're just trying to like humiliate people and you know, they don't have the right to reply, but that's the kind of personality he is. And that's what you sign up for with him. Like he wasn't, he didn't have this kind of reputation. It's the difficult, like the difficulty, there's many difficulties that AEW have in Tony Khan, whose face is a picture throughout all of this, by the oh, way, with the bit he thinks, oh, I'm out, I'm out of the woods. Oh, no, fucking hell. And then when he gets to the back and see the security rushing off and, and and everything else that's there, it is, I, I was thinking myself, like, is that, like, does he just want out of wrestling? Is it a case where he just doesn't want to really be in wrestling anymore, that he scratched that itch, he came back, he had that pop, he's had the kind of Chicago stuff. Does he actually want to stay around? And this is someone who can be an arsehole, like almost in a way, like kind of wanting to get out. Does he have any burning desire to kind of be there? Because I kind of like, there's a professional pride and other things like that, but his personality just doesn't work within like 2022 or what I've seen or what this, or what this particular generation of independent wrestlers who in essence, this is a company devised by a group of wrestlers banding together to put on their own show, which showed kind of proof of concept, managed to get Ring of Honor to provide a lot of the stuff, but effectively an an independent show from wrestlers, massively successful. And that's what Tony Khan purchased. And so at this point, you've got like, you look at the future direction of the company, it's like, well, what would it be backstage if he keeps CM Punk around? Can he? Previous eras, this wouldn't have been a thing. but you also think of big sports franchises who don't want to get rid of players, like who just think, no, they're worth too much to the club. Do I want to get rid? Can I avoid them? Would we suspend them? Like the amount of American footballers, and you even see it in things like rugby league as well in the NRL, who just kind of like do all manner of kind of bad shit and mm-hmm. it's kind of pushed to the side. Can he get rid? But it feels like the divide in the locker room, which I didn't think, I wondered if there were people very quietly who would be not as keen on the Bucks and Kenny Omega and the way that the company's going, but they're not going to say that publicly. It's kind of easy to kind of, I, it's hard to see him wanting to stay, let alone mm. should they have him. So this is the point. Do you reach a mutual decision about it? I mean, mm. but the wrestling fan in me, again, to come back to that, doesn't view it that way. thinks, oh, there's money in this now and there's genuine fucking drama and everything else. So if they can work out a way, Whereas in any line of work, he'd be gone. And then you can't do all the shit backstage. The other thing as well, I know I'm I'm kind of going off on a few other things on here, but what this all stems from is absolute fucking nonsense. There's holding a grudge and then there's just bullshit. And I also think he's painfully naive punk to think he would never be asked about Colt Cabana at any stage of his AEW run. So the righteous indignation about it, it's like this... You're going back to work where where he is, and yeah, like yeah. you say, he's there. 
So, like, you knew that kind of when you sign up for, like, that to be the case. So I think the idea that he's being asked about is, well, well, of course that's going to happen. And it's an industry built on, like, kind of gossip, effectively, yeah. for a lot of the right. stuff. That's what we think of as journalism. It's people who are given gossip from wrestlers who work within companies a lot of the time. That's what it feels like so much of, of journalism is. It's just that all of this happened in front of those journalists. So they can't avoid it. Like any idea like Dave Meltzer not being able to report on this, that's not possible. Like they kind of have to, like they're there. Paul from the start made this part of the news though, like to to that point, like he, like he was, did any of us really, because I was there for the, for the hangman promo and the workers rights thing. And it was weird, but, you know, and I remember I mentioned it on this podcast that I thought it was weird, mm. and I thought it was maybe alluding to Colt Cabana. And it, I remember saying at the time it, it put a bit of a dirty, you know, bad taste in my mouth when Punk won the belt. That like there was this lingering, you know, he's the bad guy because he's you know this outsider who's come in, and you know that's what Hamam was alluding to. But did anyone remember that three months later when he came back? No. Like the reason it became news is because he stood there in the ring and and when in yeah. the moment when the spotlight was supposed to be on him and supposed to be on John Moxley he took time out of their TV to launch into a tirade against Hamman Page which you know by all intents and purposes is 100% shoot in no reason there's no reason to do it to set up any kind of storyline match or anything with Hamman Page he did that and then this press conference you know Matty to the, to the same point he's like like JP said he's the one who brought this out all in the open now as well he's the one who's caused this to dominate the headlines like this is mm. all this is as much as I love him this is all CM Punk led as a teacher in school he he reminds me of the naughty kid who is oh sorry Matty he's the naughty kid who is always at the center of everything but it's never his fault like in many ways mm. there's always like this element of him of just this drama and it's like he's mm. at times like he doesn't understand why it's like this. And you kind of go, it's kind of because you're a prick. Like you said, <laughs> like, at, his, at his heart, he's a prick. <laughs> I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm not saying that doesn't make him any less kind of brilliant. But as a person, he's not the kind of person you go up to. Many of your favorite 1980s wrestlers, Jesus Christ, you would have avoided them outside. <laughs> They'd smash shit out of you. But like, and He's from a different, I don't know. I think there's things generationally that he thinks is is different with wrestling. Is sorry, Matty, I completely cut across you. Oh, don't worry, JP. No, you, you probably said it better than me there, but it's just this is punk though, as, as you said, boys. You know, he, he's stubborn, he can't let nothing go. The first if it's stuck in his head, then isn't it? He's been wanting to get this out. But you know, regarding the journals, though, here, boys, I think in a way they done it, they done Khan and him a bit of a favor by not prodding him. Because you as a journal, you would want to ask and prod him why you've got him hot because he would have said anything if you'd asked him. But imagine if he did, and then it would have went on. Khan would, might have had to have like, physically stopped him from like saying anything or putting his hands. You just don't know how it would have escalated even further, Ben. You know what I mean? You just but that's, that's, what we that's the back and forth there, isn't it? Yeah, this is it. That's the thing. Like it, I was getting into this with someone this week that the journalist's job there, as someone who's done press scrums, who's someone who's been pressed at AEW, like their job isn't to play along with storylines and, and ask kayfabe questions, more, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Their job is to ask questions, even if Tony Khan doesn't want to answer them, even if yeah. CM Punk doesn't want to answer them. Because Tony Khan's job in that situation, as is being kind of said, the chat's going a little bit mad. I can't pick on every comment, but as someone's just said in the chat, like it's Tony Khan's job to shut that down. It's Tony Khan's job to either say there's no comment, or it's Tony Khan's job but to that- turn to CM Punk and go, we need to concentrate on the pay-per-view that just happens. You know, let's let's talk about the pay per view. Let's talk about your match. Yeah, 
Then Khan cut he punk cut Khan off though when he about the was it the Forbes comment? Yeah. Punk half cut Khan off early doors as if to say you're not saying nothing kind of thing. So just Khan the... sitting in front of him, sitting there next to him. It was just amazing to watch. You know, the... what could yeah. Khan have done? You know, it's the, oh, the problem is is it gave the impression of it's really the place is being run kind of by the EVP. He's not in control, Tony Khan. Yeah. And he's not in control backstage. And you've got a scenario here where it's it's like there's a lot of these combustible elements. I know if this is a non-story in the matter of all of this. There's a no comment on Malachi Black, which would suggest a lot of the reporting about that. Suggests obviously you've had the Bucks and Kenny leaking to saying various stories to Meltzer since the creation of the company. That much is obvious. And and Chris Jericho, like these are things that aren't very hard to work out. And you look at that and you see that as well. Like, you know, there is, it becomes like a place where it's like, what the fuck are we all doing? Why is there sort of an element of, of backstabbing here going on? Like, why aren't they all in the kind of directions? I thought to myself, you know, would Vince have tolerated this? There was always like, obviously many, many evils to the man. But the one thing he did is there was like an element of, you knew who was in control. There was like that element of discipline. Now I'd say obviously took it kind of, like to the extremes as much as anything else as the company being more about him than anything else. But you just look at them and you just think punk saying what the fuck he wants. His boss is sat there. The man he plays, right he just wants to go. Week. Actually, actually tell you what, Phil, call it a night. It's, it's too much after the match, bringing him in when there's the adrenaline and other stuff like that, like has been mentioned earlier on the chat. Like that's a dumb idea in and of itself. You could have built up to him being there. And instead you just there's a combustible situation and you have this happening and everything else it's it's certainly hard to i i i steel isn't there in what is going to be known as one of the more memorable producer runs in uh in kind of big <laughs> american history. tv history <laughs> it's the question and i don't know like do you get do you get rid of punk if it was our workplaces you, it's not even a fucking debate is there a hr department if this happened at Fulham, I heard waiting. Would Fulham allow this to happen? If Mitch Rich decided mm, Mitch just to go over and <laughs> yeah, there's been fights. In fairness, I mean, like, this this was my point today. Like the at the end, mm. you know, they they run an NFL team. You know, like how many of those players have been like done just this year on fucking you know all kinds of criminal world. charges and entertainment. But, that point. but if world. This is what I can't understand about the rumours we're hearing. And Wade Callers just tweeted that there's major developments coming this evening, which I can only read one way. It's gonna shock me if that's the, if we get if that's the news we get tonight that Punk has been sacked and they have actually put the foot down because you know in any I, I know people I know you've just made the argument JP and people have made that argument. Well, what if it happened in your workplace? But you know we don't work for wrestling companies. Absolutely. You know I think the, the, the most Eddie Kingston would have been analog. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, he'd have been he'd have been fired because he would have been yeah. you you physically you physically pushed another employee of the company, and you can't do that in the workplace. You just be saying that's gross misconduct. You're gone. It's it's the nature of wrestling and that's kind of what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, that makes all of this, and it makes the journalism stuff as well. Yeah, the closest equivalent is real sports, and you know what would mm. happen in football, what would happen in the NFL. I think that's the best closest equivalent. But to but what you were just saying before. Depends, right? Yeah, it depends on the who the player is. Of course, that all yeah. Ronaldo, look at Ronaldo at United as an example. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, people yeah. pretend, <laughs> people <laughs> pretend <laughs> that didn't happen, but like to that point, like you know, it does come full circle to what you were both saying there about 
you know, the inmates running the asylum at AEW. Like, if no tonight we find out that, like, the elite are suspended, Ace Steel's gone, Punk has gone, or whatever the, the final decision is, that's going to be them putting the hammer down too late. It shouldn't have got to this point. Like, no. it's ridiculous mm. that it got to this point. It's ridiculous that, you know, there was some truth to what Punk said, you know, those EVPs. I don't think of really, you know, are they really management? Are they really, you know, I'm sure they could manage a target. Um, you know, well, that's a hard job to do. But, you know, like, that... that, that combustible situation was there mm. going back to the Cody Rhodes days if anything yeah. Cody being gone sh- shone a light on it. it was almost like he was the middleman between like the Bucks and Kenny's way of doing things and maybe a you know an older school kind of wrestling way and the more of these punks and Moxley's and Jericho's get power and you know I've heard WH describe it that way that like you know they're, they're like aggressive aggressive and you know the, uh, the the young bucks in Kenya are used to just being passive aggressive and used to just being you know having the run of the place and doing their own mm. thing. All these elements were always combustible, Matty. This is it, Ben. The the inmates run the asylum. I know I was saying this last night to the guys watching it. You know, it's all right being that different company. Like we're going to let you have a bit of you know control because going against W with is too much. You know, against you and stuff. We will let you have your own development, your own stuff. It was never. It couldn't have lasted that long, Ben. I'm surprised. As you said, I'm surprised it's lasted this long without something else happening because you just can't do it for me. That's the appeal mm-hmm. of joining AEW, wasn't it? To get like the WWE guys. Anyway, it's like it was just never going to be end well at all. But good old Phil's come in and just that. That's you know, as we keep saying, or you say, Ben. That's what you get with him, though. <laughs> He's the one who's going to break yeah. it and cause this to happen. That's all you can come back to. He just lives with it. It's like, it's like to a small extent, like Stan Collymore, my old championship manager, say. I brought him in on a free transfer. He scored two goals and then he went AWOL for two weeks. And I took him to a two year contract, a more full me. With all of like, this affects like the television stuff. This couldn't be happening at a worst possible time. They have to show that they're a company with forward momentum going into 2023 because of the rights deal stuff. They're at a company in Warner Brothers Discovery that is looking for reasons to make cuts and cuts to content in particular and what is considered to be expensive. And obviously their big thing that they're not getting rid of is like the live sports stuff. And I think it's that live element is the thing that keeps Dynamite there and that, and that kind of younger demo. But if they see a company that's kind of imploding at like at this point in time, where it, it gives the impression that the person that you're negotiating with is the like Tony Khan being there. It, it's just like there hasn't been any delegation of responsibility. They spoke about a few hires the other week. That feels like that's like you're basically the bubbles burst and you're trying to still push everything back in. It's it's like you've the damage is kind of done. They need they need an infrastructure. There isn't like any kind of like how they're gonna look into this. The, there's so many things with this where it just makes AEW look incredibly bad, incredibly shitty, like in terms of like as a as a place like where it's kind of run like backstage, that it is the case where the wrestlers are running the show and you've got Tony playing EWR and he doesn't really have a handle on them. He can have a handle on the smaller ones because obviously he controls money, but those top, top stars know that they've got leverage to go elsewhere as well. And that's the other thing. You've got a WWE who will look to take advantage of all of this. Any strife, everything else, they're going to be thinking, right, fuck it, it's on. There's weaknesses there. We can siphon off the talent, say we're going to use them better, and they've got a much bigger war chest to play with. Yeah. But 
But Bueno, it's one of them. If Punk does go, which like was read to believe he's going to, then it will affect the business because it, he's the one who's come in and he's through these houses, he's through the buyers. So you're getting really, it, it's a tough position to be in. You've got to set your marker down and get rid of him if you're the boss. But you're getting rid of your biggest draw, though. It's, it, this is what's so great. That's why I'm surprised that if that's the way it goes. Because I was going to ask you that, Matt. If you were if you're Tony Khan, you just side with in this situation? Because I, I think that was the most bizarre thing about it. Punk is there ripping into the to the EVPs. And Tony Khan was next to him, kind of on the long. I mean, he was just being awkward and being Tony Khan. But it's not like he was standing up for them either. And in those moments... You kind of punk felt like the most powerful mm-hmm. man in the company. You kind of yeah. forgot this company was built on the backs of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and Hangman Page and those guys. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> surely, right. like hmm? that's right. It was, but punk. To be fair, they set the foundation. He has come in and you know he has shifted the gears, hasn't he? He has made it like these Two million points. dollar houses. No, he has. Gareth will argue that. <laughs> <laughs> Not as much as like Gareth expected, though we would have maybe expected. But yeah, obviously, last year's yeah. last year's pay per view numbers say everything. Rampage when this he started, it, of course, you know, you know that, that period where they were doing over a million. You know, yeah, obviously, yeah, he's a bigger draw. Yeah. Than, you know, like, you don't have to look at Dynamite the last few weeks. Like me and JP have been talking about it, and it's not not something people like to talk about. But the last two weeks of Dynamite, Punk and Moxley have been the draw on the show. And the Kenny Omega main event with the Young Bucks has dropped to 100 to 200,000 views two weeks in a row. That might just be yeah. those two weeks. It might be an aberration, but it's not an encouragement. If you just go in purely business, you know, it's more evidence, isn't it, to go with punk rather yeah. than the. It's yeah. hot versus head, isn't it? It is. It really you... is. Because it really is. Go on, Matt. Do you think, like, I mean, is, is there a point where, like, I hate to say it, Tony Khan's see more upside, like from a business perspective, in having CM Punk around than say a Kenny Omega. Like if you're made, forced to make a choice between the two, is how long is Kenny Omega going to be around for as well at the kind of top level? If you're making these kind of choices, these are like big, big things. Obviously, the they could go to WWE and wherever else and kind of make that fortune, but you're it's such a bit they brought so many, so many of that that roster are kind of in through them. And as much as Tony Khan just, I imagine, is tired of their kind of whimsical bullshit. And I was writing my notes like when I was watching the show of just like how like the story between Moxley and Punk in two weeks far supersedes this soap opera bullshit that we had in the trios match. Like, where I don't care about it, even as well as they told the story on the night. Like, fundamentally, their stuff and their feuds is much worse television than what Punk and Moxley has ended up delivering. So for all, like, you know, you look at the last year, you look at the highlights of AEW in that last year, a lot of them involved punk. You know, yeah. punk, you could say punk MJF, punk Eddie Kingston. Obviously, you've got punk Moxley. There's loads of other stuff that they could go to, and they'd probably view them as, like, kind of drawing matches. Obviously, they're going back to MJF and stuff like that as well. The other lads are, like, trios what champions, is- which doesn't mean shit. But it is Ben, it is what you said. It's heart overhead, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? This is it. It's yeah. like as JP said, the elite have brought all like the undercards in. Tony Khan went out of his way to bring CM Punk back after seven years, the big return to pro wrestling. Ideally, he'd sit them all down, wouldn't he, in a room if he could, and say, like, fucking let's get over this, working into angles and matches going forward, you know, throw a few fines and suspensions out, just clear the air, diet down for a few weeks. And then bring them all back and let's make money with that's how you, you've got to go. If he sacks him, I mean, as we're saying though, in a workplace, what's great about it? It was a workplace, he had to go. It's just 
all up in the air, but that's what that's what we're loving, isn't it? It's like you can't wait to see what's next. <laughs> that's it, isn't it? I'm, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I'm hundred percent believing the news that's going to come at some point tonight as the punk is gone. But I'm still mm. shocked by that for all the things that you say. You yeah. know, like like yeah, I, business wise, you know, do you make that call? Is it you know heart overhead going with you know the young bucks and and Kenny instead? But it's like. You know, if we go to the detail of the story, you know, what happens? You know, Punk went off on one, completely, you know, went on, as did his own thing, did it on TV, then did it at the media scrum, then, like, basically, you know, kind of undermined his boss, then went backstage, and depending on the details of this backstage fight, you know, some people are saying he's the one who threw the first punches. Then you got fucking, you know, we've made light of it, but, I mean, I love A-Steel, but... A steel, like the one th- certainty, the news doesn't have to have to break. A steel is gone because A steel yeah, is a yeah. A steel is a producer, and he threw a chair at someone's head and bit the leg, and that's hilarious because I'm sure loads of us would like to bite Kenny Omega's leg every now and then when he's being a dickhead. But like, you can't stay. And I was my feeling on it, depending on the detail we get tonight, was like, even if Punk doesn't get pushed, he'll probably walk anyway because there's no way you can keep A Steel in his job. He can't do his job. He can't credibly do his job going forwards. But you know, CM Punk's going to be like, well, he backed me up. You know, he was yeah, there. He he that, yeah. So, yeah. you know, no chance. <laughs> yeah. if, if I could add a weird element of, of the CM Punk friendship stuff, because I was, when he was talking about um, Colt Cabana, I've got lots on this. I yeah, kept on thinking about Joey Mercury. <laughs> in the documentary yeah. and talking about like the money he's given and it feels like, okay, there is a weird element where he holds this kind of financial sway over you as well. And I don't think, I think there's, that that's something about it that I find kind of quite, quite creepy. I'll be honest with you about that because it's how it comes across to me. could be completely wrong on that, but you're talking about someone who gives lots and lots of money out. And what he demands is absolute fucking loyalty to the hill and, yes. and being backed up on everything, even when he's wrong. Like, and that's, and that's what it is. Is that then a friendship? Like, it's, <laughs> it's like, I, I don't know to me, it'd be like, fuck this. I don't yeah. need it. I'm off. Like if that's if that's how things are, are, are kind of viewed, so you get like a steel fucking willing to. I didn't even know he was hired. That's the whole thing. We're talking about being fired. I, when was he hired? When did that happen? Is that years? Has he been there? I didn't know he was. Came in. I, no, I'm not being a titty or being one of them guys. Who is he? I don't even know who he is. I've never. I've, I've <laughs> seen the name written down, but like, was he a wrestler? Was he a wrestler? I don't know. Yes. I'm being genuine. <laughs> CM Punk and Cole Cabana's trainer, who they kind of like forced into their, their stable in ROH. He was like the third man. Like, yeah. it was just kind of, I bring your dad to work kind of day. Like, he was never yeah. <laughs> a thing in ROH. He was just Has he got the mask This is Second City Saints, isn't it? Like, the third yeah, man in that group. Yeah. Has he yeah. got the matches? I think Cabana wasn't there. He Has he got what? Has, sorry? He, has he got the matches? No. <laughs> he's, hey, pro's pro though. Oh, know, he's professional he's wrestler, Matthew. Yeah, oh, okay, so I yeah. oh. What we found out Dynamite last week, one of the greatest promos in the history oh. of wrestling. No, I'll tell you what, boys. No, seriously, right. I haven't been keeping up with Dynamite before. So I'm going to be on Spotlight. I'll do a bit of own work, watch the events, of course, watch Dynamite. I absolutely fucking love from the minute he ran down and picked that open contract up. That was all my, I love that story. Coming out, what a promo. It got me right into the match and right mm-hmm. behind CM Punk to win the match. It was so good. It was fucking dropping that F-bomb in there as well. <laughs> Mate, <laughs> fucking brilliant. As, 
as Mikey says in the chat, Arrive. I still <laughs> fight, <laughs> fuck, bite, leave. Uh, that's got to be a TJ. impressive. Would <laughs> <laughs> be the title. Huh? That's the story. But like to JP's point, I've got a lot. Like you know, again. I want to underline, and everyone listening to this knows, like, unless you're new to this, I don't think there's a bigger CM Punk fan than me. It might be Gareth, if it's not me. I fucking mm. love the man, despite his, his faults. But he is a piece of shit. He's a bad friend. Like, like the, the Colt Cabana stuff. He's still, like, there were definitely things I didn't know about the story that he put out there, like, in mm. front of the media. Wrong time to do it, but he did. But he's still, at the end of the day, he was the one who went on Cabana's podcast. He was the one who went ran ran, ran down WWE. Yeah. They both got sued. WWE are, are, are cunts for suing them. Cabana was an indie wrestler who could he couldn't have afforded proper legal representation. That's why Punk was paying for it in the first place. But if you believe Punk, you caught like there's like a like a, it's like his mind went blank for the next bit of the story, and then it's like yeah, and then he sued me, and now we're not friends anymore. It's like no, he sued you because if we believe reports. Cole Cabana did a backstage, did a, I think it was a, a, a commentary um, audition with WWE. Punk took that as a personal slight or took something else as a personal slight. He's never said this is the part of the story he leaves out. Stop paying for, for Cole Cabana's legal fees. They had like a look like a mini makeup during the actual trial itself because that shot me in 2018 when you know Punk referred to Cabana as his friend and they were both you know apparently chatting happily in the courtroom. But then soon after that, Cabana again not innocent either. I think Cabana because he doesn't talk about this gets painted as this completely innocent, perfect victim party. Cole Cabana's not the nicest human being in the world either. Again, I've had interactions with him too. He's still a pro wrestler oh, yeah. at the end of the day. And I'm sure he's a fault, but you know he then sues CM Punk, and that's the bit where that's the bit where CM Punk picks the story up again when he tells the story at the scrum. Oh yeah, he sued me, so I sued him back. Then for, like decides to go off on what about yeah he shares a bank account with his mum. Like just throw that yeah. in there, like if you don't want to get that it, was a pure get yeah. Yeah. Then, like, yeah, that's just oh, public horrible, humiliation horrible. stuff. Yeah, bad. It's a dick move. Yeah, and it's like. Yeah. But it's like all over schoolyard stuff. Like it's so yeah. petty oh, and ridiculous. And like Punk is is like for everything I love about him, he is such a hypocrite. All the things he said about Hangman Page, he doesn't take advice. He doesn't listen to veterans. Who does that sound like? That sounds like CM Punk getting told who was it the, the veteran backstage in WWE told him he shouldn't wear wrist tape because it looked like he's got broken arms. Tony he Atlas kicked the fuck off. Tony Atlas, yeah. he kicked off Raven. How many times did him and Raven butt heads because he didn't? In he didn't, fairness, he was wearing some sexy shoes that day, so big yeah. tone was all over the place. The oh, other thing. <laughs> <laughs> if there's ever a poster boy for doing things your own way and learning your own way, and you know, he listened to some veterans, the ones he wanted to listen to, Eddie Guerrero, Terry Funk, hmm. whoever. But like, if there was ever a poster boy for that, you know, butted heads with Triple H and Shawn Michaels, how many times? Imagine if Triple H or Shawn Michaels, like, you haven't drawn a dime, you don't know what you're talking about. He'd be the first one to kick off. And the fact that he's saying that at a press conference, like, Hangman Page hasn't done anything. He was AEW champion. Oh, because he wasn't in WWE, he hasn't done anything. Kenny in the books haven't done anything. Oh, because it was in New Japan and AEW. That's so. That's Vince Pilled stuff. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, there's no logic <laughs> to what he's saying. Like, he's a fucking... He is. He's a piece of shit. He is. He, he's a dick. But, however, there is always the thing where when you're talking about workplaces, and this is when he was talking about business and stuff like that, where it's just like, do you know what? This is like a business, and maybe that they'll, they'll realise it in terms of how it's run. That's the kind of stuff when he was saying that he thought, well, it kind of hits true because we, we saw it in the booking. The booking was a fucking shambles until Tony Khan took control of it. 
like that Christmas, mm. that dark order still, still Chambala can wait. Oh, it is, but imagine what it would have been if they'd carried on with it. <laughs> Librarians mm. and stuff like that. Stuff that we've deleted from our fucking minds, frankly, of just being mm. like levels of fucking nonsense and shit that they would do because ultimately it made them laugh. So you've got this like Again, coming back to Roy Keane in Saipan, looking at the Republic of Ireland. Everyone else is loving this friendly atmosphere. He comes from Man United, i.e. WWE, looks at this and goes, this is fucking shambolic. We need to do this in a much better way. So, and at that point, it kicks off with kind of everybody there, in which case he tells, you know, Mick McCarthy, he's not even Irish anyway, and tells him to shove it, um, shove it up his bollocks. And it feels very, very similar for that single-minded individual who can be both right and wrong at the same time. Because the way he reacts to things is like a fucking child. Like, Mm. he is. It's a fucking child over childish bullshit that ultimately is meaningless. And it didn't make him see... He doesn't come across as someone of, like, being above it or anything else. I don't imagine Brian Danielson doing this. No. You know what I mean? I wouldn't imagine Claudio doing it. Like it, but that's what you get when you start. Yeah, but the uh, but the paradox. He's an amalgamation of Brett Sean '97. That's what he is. Yeah, he's Sean in all the immature ways, and he's Brett in the bitter, justified rage kind of way. (laughs) There's another Brett Michael. There's a couple. There is. He's that, isn't he? It's that justified kind of moral indignation that he offers. Yeah. And he's also then up up against a lot of other moral indignation with a modern day fan base who at the same time are never going to kind of see this perspective. So you you wonder how the reaction is going to be with it. So like the kind of shock that AEW was ever going to be like this. And you think it's a workplace, it's wrestling, it's full of these combustible figures. It's very easily could end up like that. So I think a lot of the shock and stuff, if you've been following AEW and seen how it is and are aware of it, it feels like, we were on the verge of this. This is kind of why we did the AEW half year special because it feels like at the core, beneath it all, while we'd see this good stuff, we could see it's like the stuff that just doesn't feel right here, the stuff that's not like, you know, it's like from a creative perspective, but it feels like it's kind of stretched. You could see the kind of slight wrinkles in the product. And I think here we are today because it was, like you said earlier on, but it was never dealt with. It was allowed to get far too far. And here we are because they never resolved it. How they resolve it in the future, the first thing Tony Khan should be thinking about is someone else to handle the kind of him overseeing it, but somebody else there on a day-to-day basis who isn't going to take that kind of bullshit and has to be above all of the EVPs. Who do you get in who is a figure that you could, first of all, who you could trust in wrestling? That's a really big one, but it's a big enough figure to be able to manage these level of egos and kind of explain to them, look, if you want to earn money from this, like this is what we need to do with it and managing the situations. Funny enough, a Jim Ross back in 1997 would be I fucking deal for this job. Jim Ross in 2022 is not the same person. And I've advocated for him having that kind of backstage role, but they miss figures like that. Jeff Jarrett, Rian mentions. Rian wow. Imagine he was at the centre of this. Yeah, oh, imagine he was feeding shit to punk <laughs> all along. Oh, that would be the most Jarrett movie. If you want conspiracy theories and it's a work, like, no, Jeff Jarrett's behind it. There we go. You're not hearing that in any other podcast this week. Hey, Ben, 
No one else made this great though, an all an all timer on its own. Him just shoving them minties muffins, was it, in his gob? <laughs> just just sitting there. Oh. Eating them cake. <laughs> 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 stupidity of preferences, number one. Picking it, I just launched it. In this is why I still love him. <laughs> yeah. Because despite everything I'm saying, I do still love him. You know, so yeah. unfortunately, somebody dropped 1997 Bret Hart into a vlogger merch table generation wrestling that he's just not built for and like it's coming to loggerheads but like like him <laughs> just sitting there at that at that table fucking firing off on his enemies like he's too fast you're like i hit him up as you heard on the intro like stuffing like you say fucking banana bread down his fucking cob he's the coolest man in the world isn't he in that moment still though yeah, like, he's still looking at him going that's yeah. a start <laughs> yeah it's that- weird it is it's <laughs> at, at that point, when I was watching, I thought, well, this press conference is like, it's kind of a joke now at this point. Because if you had any kind of thinking of like a seven, oh, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I would say, imagine if Anthony Gordon decided to do like the post match interview on match of the day while, I don't know, eating some frazzles. Like, you'd be like, <laughs> fucking hell, come on. You're like, you're representing the club and whatnot. You wouldn't sit beside him. You didn't have Frank Lampard going, fucking look at he loves those frazzles. No, like you'd be like, fucking play the game. Cam was the can. Cam was getting a can off him off the fucking plasy bag. He was having the, the fucking cans and whatnot. How many it? cans as well? How I long mean, did he think he was going for? Was it a contest? <laughs> 15 of them. And it was just something on there. I'm sure it's some fucking hipster, fucking fresh lemonade Chicago vegan, thing. Vegan or something, definitely, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, can I also add in this, three of the four people, two of which are Christian, I think all four of them are tea, uh, three of them are teetotalers at least. Ace Steel probably has to be because he's mates with CM Punk. Yeah. Unless he's mainlining a couple of beers when he's, like, you know, sat in the toilet or something, hiding from him. A couple of skulls. Otherwise he'll take his fucking house away. I don't know. Um, like, that kind of stuff, like, it's it's mad. Like, you can't, <laughs> at least, I'm not saying it's any justification. In the 80s, you go, well, they were fucked, weren't yeah. they? Porkin, Too Cold Scorpio in North yeah. Korea, wanting to have a fight because <laughs> they haven't got any drugs for three days and they're in North Korea. You go, ah, well, you kind of expect it. What's the excuse here? Everyone's sober <laughs> as a fucking judge. <laughs> That's what makes it even better, JP. <laughs> don't take anything. And they're fighting Diamond over nothing. Yeah. Silly <laughs> comment. Madness. <laughs> Fucking children. It's great. The, the thing that made it better was that yeah, the mic was broke. So they're all like 10 scales, like deep. Darth Vader. You sound like Darth Vader. That's what he sounded like. I said, to Kiwi that. Oh. I said, I said to Creamy because it was we seen Jericho's be first or something. I was like, Jericho's voice sound bad. Creamy's going on about like his vocals and singing and that. I thought, no, this is definitely a mic issue. And then when Khan, come on, you sound like David Seaman on the fucking mic. He was that deep. It was fucking great, lad. He sounded so mad when he was swearing. It was fucking great, lad. This is the sad thing that we need. We fucking live for this. We need this in wrestling as much as like things wrong. Punk should be punished. A steel should be fired. I'm so ho- I'm like I'm literally hanging on to that last thread. I hope that maybe they'll just all be suspended for six months and they'll I all think come that's back. what I don't I want to end. No, he'd want that. Then uh, I've said it before. That's what he wants so really. Yeah, get them all together. Uh, and like all of the other, all of the other lads, you say like the rest of the elite as well. They need a fucking severe bollocking as well. You do have to maintain yeah. some kind of Slapping line the for them and just yeah. going. Do you mind not just, I don't know, doing your fucking backstage gossipy bullshit 
to Dave Meltzer for five seconds, like, or mm. Pep in a point of view. Why don't you concentrate on the fucking tag division and women's division that you two are meant to be booking? You know, mm. just for chits and giggles while you're doing a trios tournament. Otherwise, why are they EVPs other than we needed to sign these people for the, this company to be formed on there? I don't Jericho know. Jericho like, the smartest man in the room. Jericho avoided that. Jericho man. was like, I won't be an EVP, you know, just, you know, I'll, I'll just be your top star type of thing. And he's always yeah. that little bit separate. But when it all yeah. kicked off last night, who did they turn to? Jericho, who was the man who, like, yeah. got in the room. Like, who's the, the locker room leader? Happened, like, yeah, you can literally see Jericho whisper to Tony Khan, yeah, telling him that it's like yeah. it's George Bush on 9 11. You won't believe what just happened, and he keeps keeps a straight face for it all. Yeah. Like, I know that's a horrible comparison, but whatever, it's funny. Like, he fucking that's Jericho, and Jericho was like, he's, he was wise enough to be like, you know what, why would I want to be one of EVP like these fucking children? Let them yeah. have their pretend job titles. I'll just I'll be your top yeah. star, and he's going to be the one fucking left standing when Punk's gone, when the books and Kenny take the ball and go home. like Jericho to the world that that's when they're gonna eat. With a with a with a crew of guys who at this point in time, who are they gonna look up to? They're gonna look mm. up to the guy who's in his early 50s, reinvented himself a load of time, has a prominent place on the cards and within shows, and has integrated himself into every major wrestling company since the, like the what the early 90s it's just a shame he didn't do any awa i'm sure he did some uswa along the way as well like has been everywhere like that's the role he's in now i know people would be like oh chris jericho is in that role it's like yeah because the other guys behave like children like kenny omega Mm. at some point somebody just needs some mate can you fucking grow up you're in your late 30s you're at eight you behave like a fucking twat (laughs) no you're doing the serious storyline yeah all right do flippity do with the other lads as well, and we're fucking deodoras and bang on about that. Serious money, pay per view money, millions of fucking dollars. Can we actually aim for that rather than this? Just call bullshit on that childish fucking nonsense. It's a big company, which if they're not fucking careful, they're in danger of losing a TV deal. And somebody might pick them up, but not for the same money. And then people will start going like. Without trying to sound like sound funny, then like I was always kind of bullish on the TV deal stuff as well. Do you want a company like this? Do you think that was the appeal of WCW when it was fucking all over the place in like sort of 2000, <laughs> 2001? There's an element we would have been hard to sell on TV to other networks anyway, because it was like a kind of a shit show. Hmm. Yeah, sorry, God, I'm ranting like, now yeah. at this point. <laughs> no you're right I mean the one thing I will just to pull back on the Jericho thing like I will say you know when he's standing up there at talent meetings and going and people should be keeping oh, their yeah. business private and shouldn't be going to the sheets he's the first one on Dave's phone and Wade's yeah. phone and you know he's just as bad as the rest the of them he's, just he's given all the interviews definitely Jericho he's savvy enough to know how to go about it and, and yeah. how to do it like yeah, what a fucking like. I want to ask what's next for AEW, but like, we just don't know where we are. Like, is Punk gonna get fired? Is he injured? That's another thing. You know, somebody mentioned it before in the chat. We haven't talked mm-hmm. about that. Like, this idea that potentially he's caused himself another injury by fucking going swinging in his locker room with the young bucks and Kenny Omega. Like, that would be the most 2022 CM Punk thing ever, wouldn't it? Like, are these yeah. are these the two worst title runs of all time, Matty? Like, oh, as a combined yeah. title run, what a fucking joke. Yeah. <laughs> well, we just give Mox the interim belt again, don't we? That's all, that's all you've got to do oh. if this is the case. That was, that was the shout, though. <laughs> just give him the belt. Just let him yeah. win. Like, the, yeah. at least Moxie will... At least Moxie's not going to turn around and go, you know Instead. what, the only people I'll wrestle... 
uh, fucking Samoa Joe and the two members of FTR because that's yeah. where it's going with Punk if he sticks then around. Punk, like, who's he gonna Punk wrestle? Was, he was always gonna win this match, though. He was always gonna win this. You know what I mean? And this is where it's, mm. it's, it's fucking dangerous. Argued argued on the weekend show like when we were think like when there was stuff about the kind of strife strife with punk and we were kind of a couple of weeks into it that moxley is that safer choice already there works to a high level all of that stuff there's an element of stability him being top guy feels like that's where that company should be during covid when the company was in real like he was he carried it yeah he did every main event he generally had ended up over over exceeding expectations whether it be Brody Lee or Eddie Kingston people who would have been on that same tier brought it up to that level and you kind of see like how he handles it and even he thinks punk's a dick but away and i imagine moxley is john moxley is spiky as fuck like to kind of try you know he's someone if you saw around i wouldn't i don't think like as much of a fan of him as as i am He's not someone you want to go up to and necessarily speak because you kind of think he's he's that kind of intense wrestler at his core, and I think he kind of sees through it. But it's it's such a big um, like they they need to get. You mentioned about where does AEW go from here? They need to take a long like that management team they put together. Like there's a point where they need to look at all of their roles and how this goes and how they maintain a sense of discipline there like within this company like it's there's things about it and we'll talk about the show and like the good and the bad but to say it's kind of like a bloated company with all of these people coming around all of which have their own like individual egos some of which have ridiculous sized egos and you're trying to manage them p.s you've got fucking fulham in the premier league as well, and thank Christ they're doing well. Because imagine how Fulham fans would react if they'd lost their first six matches of the year because he's dealing with fucking CM Punk and whatnot. That'll be going around like uh, all boys, the Fulham fans tonight. Here's one for you. You're saying what's mm. next, Ben? How can they not acknowledge this on telly? It was on their YouTube. Everyone's seen it. They've got to mm. address it on Dynamite. What are they gonna? What are they gonna do if they're all still employed? If they're all especially still this not, company not suspended? This is what I'm saying. You got MJF as well. WWE can no sell this. Yeah. WWE can pen this. This is the. I did want to pull that up before actually about like the 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 you know the Tony Khan stuff and you know Vince Vince wouldn't have let um, CM Punk do that at like a say, say such a press conference existed back in Vince's day wouldn't have let that happen. But would he have? I mean, how many fights happened backstage on Vince's watch? How many times did it? It was like yeah. Vince and the lads backstage were like hanging, make forming a circle with money, like encouraging Michael Vince Cole to fight JBL yeah. or whoever. Vince like, is you know what what he like, he caused the conflict. Yeah. <laughs> His solution was to ignore it. <laughs> His solution was like to embrace that wrestler's court stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> beat the shit out of each other. Just do it backstage, away from me, where there's like I'm not complicit in it. Basically, business on telly, and just do it all backstage. Yeah. <laughs> However, uh, here's the real test: you play into this. You've got MJF on a live one, who weirdly isn't part of any of this stuff. Or Punk got him addressing Punk tried to bury Did him, didn't he? This is where okay. I will give you this, Matt. This is the this is the moment. This is the open. I will give you for the conversation about is it a work or not. It's fucking not a work. The whole thing's fucking true. Is there an <laughs> element when he was like? Because I the one bit when he was like, oh, you make why am I working MJF? Because you make me work with fucking dickheads or whatever he was. No, he's being smart. He's, he was yeah. quick there, punk. He was working it into because he was 
bringing it back professional for his next feud. That's what he was doing, I think, with that bit. Alleged next feud. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? He was, he was just being smart because he is quite clever in that regard, isn't he? He was great on the mic and stuff. So yeah. I think he was mm. just doing that there, to be fair. Like, But mm. it's just fucking... <laughs> He's going to have to say something, MJF. Oh, yeah, he has been 100% wardload out of this. Like, that is, like, the sweet irony of it, that, like, there's all that bullshit over Double or Nothing weekend and the news cycle being about MJF. And as Wardlow said to Steph, like, in the interview with her, like, he was not happy about that day. You know, it was supposed to be the best day of his life, and it wasn't. It was supposed to be this payoff to a story. He laid out MJF, didn't he? MJF got stretched out three days later. He's caught a promo, you know, no selling the entire thing, being Bad. the world's biggest baby face. Mm. Now, that it's all been turned on its head now. That like, yeah, CM Punk is the biggest news story in the world. MJF's longer way to come back doesn't, you know, register anymore. It's barely a fucking story at this point. If I trust anyone to bring it back around, it's MJF. But yeah. like, what a fucking turnaround that is. That's the only, that's the saving grace in this. Wardlow didn't have the chance to kind of turn it around from there. And like you mentioned, look what he was doing on the show. Look what he's done since there, who he's been up against as well. Someone who I thought actually at that point in time, he could have been in the run up to that whole feud. I thought he could be AEW champion by the end of the year. It'd be to do that type of stuff. I'm not saying he would do it, but like he'd be the kind of first kind of like real long shot one you would go to. It kind of almost feels I have to go to MJF now for all of this and who will be absolutely working out in his head how he's able to deliver like the most killing cut cutting promo of his life on Wednesday because the potential's there for it isn't it for something to be like kind of he can bring it back around I've actually full faith in that they could work this around but it's it's what do you do with punk if you if you let him go because then you've got another mess around the title and other stuff like that and at that point in time, I would just say, I, I assume him coming back means that he has signed the extension and everything else and like any, because that always that was always a work anyway, but I'm assuming he's on a long-term deal, in which case you bite the bullet and you go with MJF as your long-term heel champ and you go in to try and have a run that's going to kind of build him up and have him beat Punk if, if that's the solution. But... Is Punk going to be around? And we don't this is know. It. This, this is it, boys. <laughs> but he can bring it back around. I think that's that's, that's that's the point of it. I could be yeah. wrong. It could be a disaster of a promo. But if any, if if you wanted anyone in that situation, who would you want? Yeah, yeah, hmm. definitely Eddie Kingston. That's very interesting. I know. I'll go with that yeah. instead. <laughs> yeah. Mate, you know, he's that's that? the other bloke you play into. Have you seen that uh, mm. video of the promo that uh, Kingston cut on Punk in the lead up? All these promos are going around today, aren't they? Obviously, saying like everyone was right. Kingston just flat out said to Punk, Did he? No one wants you here, but everyone's scared to tell you to your face. <laughs> but I'm not. And it's right, you know, this is it. It's like it was always coming. <laughs> Look. That's mad, that though, isn't it? A little bit, a little bit of reality. Kingston put in that promo, which made it good. It's a bit like, a bit like Punk's pipe bomb back in the day, isn't it? You know, the ins- insert a little bit of reality. You got him <laughs> over to a megastar. Hamman Page says one line. It's like I'm so offended. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He didn't get it cleared though, did he? That's I think that's the issue. I think King and that got it cleared, and Page didn't get permission. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Is now I know I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but that's why he's pissed off. You know, that's what that's, it is, isn't it? Mm. I suppose, I mean, I, I don't know if there's anything else we can really talk about in relation to the kind of CM Punk story 
outside of like the all. I'm sure there'll be another moment as we go on. Oh, I'm waiting. (laughs) The other thing I did want to say, if he is released and we're in this kind of wacky world, does he go back to WWE? A Vinceless one. Oh no! Like he I, more, doesn't he? Better JP than Vince. He's he's scratched that itch. But <laughs> yeah. you can imagine the truckload of money, and they're going a match with Reigns in yeah, a stadium. In yeah. You can main event your mania. Oh, that that's might get a bit. Like you've got him cutting shit on the competition as well. I was saying you'd have him mm. cutting sh- like like talking shit. In there as well, and it truly <laughs> would be like ninety-seven, ninety-eight. That ended with a night that ended with um, an Arsenal double win, ninety-seven, ninety-eight. So here's hoping that we're very much back there. But when you mentioned about the work, I'd formerly of this parish spoke to Joe about it today. He was asking me, and he goes, "This feels like a complete meta work. In twenty-five years to do the most elaborate worked angle of all time, where all of these people play a part in it, like it's directed by Nathan Fielder." Or something like that, which I pray to God that it is. <laughs> but he did. He said that that was early this morning. There was a lot of new stuff that really that's ended up breaking after that. And I've like gone, oh, okay. I, I don't know. I think this 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 isn't an elaborate work. But I want to throw it out there just in case it does happen. And then, then I've got some audio evidence to prove that I was right all along. I think everything is like a true wrestling person. That's what that's what it yeah. is, though. It's wrestling people. They just don't want to be caught out. They that want to be able is, to because yeah. you can call everything a work till to, to oh, you're blue in the wins, face. Yeah. And even when you're proven wrong, still say it's a work. Because yeah. that one time that it turns out oh, you're right, yeah. you win, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You win because it's wrestling. You know, that's that's fucking it. I hate that. But wait till uh, we're only two months away from the uh, Montreal special, so we'll be talking about works, won't we? <laughs> we'll <talking> about <laughs> that, that one <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about. We all know uh, what happened. But you know, it's what Vince did. He told Brett to go to down, down to WCW. You earn loads of money. Come back up when it when it's hot. That's what he did. It was all clearly a work. Well, and they made a documentary or a mockumentary, as you want to think of it, filming it. But in fact, it was all a spoof. You never saw the punch. How do we know it even happened? Bull and shit. Yeah, where were were the cameras here? eh? Where were they backstage? That's what I don't know. Oh, Brandon must have been filming this. He must have had that fucking (laughs) camera on. Uh, Telling me all those, yeah, all those cunts backstage, the amount of fucking cameras they got about the place, and not a single one of them was filming this shit. There you go, JP. There you go. Oh, Ace Steel's biting Kenny Omega. I'll keep the phone away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus. They film everything. Uh, yeah. I, I wonder if I, I honestly think footage might come out one day. Not that not anytime soon, but you know, uh, there was there was you know allegations the police had got involved. Everyone saw her on the on that press conference as well, like a, like a security fellow running backstage. Uh, I want that whole scene. I hope it was uh Recorded somewhere, but no, I was going to say they're the two things that have been winding me up. People saying it's a work, and like I say, some of the some of the journalists who were at that thing, it's the last part and thing. I'll say should be they just shouldn't be allowed at those things. They're not journalists. No. Like they, when Izzy and fucking AJ Awesome are asking harder hitting questions than you, and you're wanting to like direct. CM Punk is giving you the biggest news story of the year in front of you, and you want to turn it into a kayfabe conversation about wins and losses. And you know, I saw it as well. You know, I'm a massive fan of William RBR, like a I've said to you a million times, JP, reason I podcast is I love the RBR podcast. Like he was having to go with people for when um, Shane Strickland and Keith Lee came out, they were in character 
and somebody asked them outright, oh, do you think you should have called an audible in your match? And he was saying how disgraceful it was. It's like, no, that's not disgraceful. What's disgraceful? Is Keith Lee and Shane Strickland turning up to a media yeah. cash conference and answering questions in character? Like, that is not... Unless unless AEW are paying you a wage to be part of the show, you're a journalist at like one. Yeah. That's, all it, 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 that's I, I was I was disgusted by it. And I thought of what John Lister said today. If people are turning up to give press conferences in character... Then you're kind of part. You're part of a work. It's kind of how we felt at times during elements yeah. of the WXW press conferences that we would do, where some of them, some people you'd speak to, and you'd just be having like you'd be asking them. I remember a question that you asked. You know, can't mention his name, but Matt Riddle. You asked a question about selling for him, and that was just like a serious kind of question. I always think that was that was kind of good because a lot of it then became kind of character based stuff, and you feel like you're playing along at that stage. Mm. And so I'm glad that we don't do that kind of stuff i think a lot of them were scared of being shouted at so they asked a kayfabe question That's in which case he's, he's you know, let them in. And, AW paid these off to like ask shit questions it's and how much of this stuff Khan brushes it off oh you don't say if yeah. they did i'll be, I'll be okay no, but then, if can if can gets asked a serious question he just brushes it off so what's the fucking point of asking him one yeah i'm not sticking up with him no i disagree with it was like laura coonsberg with know, fucking on. liz truss at times it's your job to ask it's 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 tony khan's job to okay. not answer if he doesn't okay. want to fair play, yeah. fair job fair to enough. ask and you don't get news breaking without asking and pushing you know we're fucking fans and we were doing it at wxw you know over the david star stuff that wxw weekend like it's the least you know media people or personalities or journalists or anything should be expected i don't i don't buy that like again i think if you're there in that capacity that's what you're there to do you're not there to be part of the show when when volta was we we asked about the wwe relationship at a point mm-hmm. in time where it was the kind of thing that people didn't want, a lot of people didn't want to ask at these WXW the press conferences. Yeah, they did. Yeah. In fair, yeah, you never know. they did. You never it, know. It, but like at this, there was a complete dereliction of response. I mean, the class of the castle one was a complete joke mm-hmm. as well. There's, a, there's an element of how it's treated. Uh, we've never said that we are journalists. We don't generally kind of, you know, we don't break news and things like that. And it's e- like, we can be distanced from it, but I'm always like, I look at this and it's a particular bugbear of mine because when I think of like journalists in wrestling, I end up thinking of Brandon Thurston, to be honest with you. I, you know, like I, I think of, of, you know, um, like John and way, cause there's, you know, you know, we had Dave Meltzer then we had Alvarez who got a kind of bit of stick for it, but, other they than like that, mice. we've got people, like people who want to play characters. Yeah, they were. They were like, they were like church mice who, who are meant to be the yeah, biggest. Yeah, that's like, true, yeah. meant to be the biggest part of this. And he didn't say fuck all. Meltzer was like, just shove it. Like, what did you say to Punk? You tell me or something. That was all he did. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. It was like, you're meant to be the leaders of this. And you didn't say nothing. Because they're getting everything t- told to them by the books and Kenny. They're always going to stick up for them, boys. All the time over Punk. That's the problem. Standard after Is, standard. It, it becomes kind of clear who the sources are and stuff like of that. Course. And what you realise is, is it's just mm. people feeding gossip down to other people there for a, a point of view. So really what we think of as news a lot of the time is just a variation on Chinese yeah, whispers. Yeah, we'll Matthew at this American Pie. Go ahead, yeah, and then I've got something to wrap us up on to yeah. get into the actual pay-per-view we need to talk nope. about. <laughs> oh, Christ, and there's like... 37 matches on that shit. Sorry. So Brandon Thurston there asked like the question about the numbers and that, and that actually got Khan 
going off on yeah. one about Jim Crockett and money. That was, and it, see what reaction that got out of card. Yeah, I knew you love that. Oh, mate. He was Kevin Keegan moment there, boys. He was rattled there. <laughs> it, right. was Keegan. it was JP. I've got fucking more money than Jim yeah. <laughs> He loves mentioning that, don't he? Oh, <laughs> he loves mate. bringing that up. His, dad, his dad's got more money. Is that what he needs? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's thinking that he's thinking that oh we'll stay up this year with Fulham. So we've got that second year of big Premier oh, yeah. League. Yeah, the big, the play, the big favorites. That can go okay. badly. Something happens to Metro, they are in like I would oh, say that they've been a bit of trouble, but yeah. not tonight. I was just gonna say to wrap this for the time being, because I you know we need stuff at the pay-per-view. But like yeah, Sean Rassap has just tweeted saying right now AW talents have not been told anything official. Or well, almost everyone he's spoken to believes CM Punk will have to go. Or make major amends to retain with the company. There's a little bit of hope for the likes of me. A lot of the talents haven't arrived where Dynamite is broadcasting yet, but the heat on Punk is unreal. So, you know, where the end of that Could you imagine he just he comes back in and goes, Sorry, lads. Yeah, I was actually imagine drunk. Can you imagine? I've never, I'm in tits, but like, <laughs> not I was off my tits. Not going to happen. Nah, <laughs> we, all, we all make mistakes. Let's, let's let it go, Phil. There it is. <laughs> Well, we'll keep on it if uh, as things uh, kind of uh, develop. But like to talk about the pay per view, we we would just talk about MJF. Let's talk about the major development coming out, and then we'll do the rest of the mm-hmm. oh. eight hundred and thirty-seven matches. Can I go first what, on this? <laughs> what did you make of the MJF uh, comeback? You know, they they had him in the, obviously the opener <laughs> with the with the Joker. Neither of us guessed, JP, that the Joker could potentially no. be uh, be MGF. Turned up in a uh, turned up in his uh, his fancy mask and his uh, with his fancy song. Um, what is it? The devil. The Rolling no, it's um, sympathy Stone, for the yeah, for sympathy the for the devil. I just mess yeah. up with it, mess up with Matty. Yeah, that you know, yeah, that is as a as a song paid for one time use. By the way, <laughs> it seems like because they didn't use it at the end of the night, and then the end of the night main event happens. Punk wins, and then they do the the Tony Khan voicemail oh, <laughs> leading into the MJF video, <laughs> leading into MJF coming out. They face off. Matty, what did you make it all? Then all that first bit, mate, in the ladder match, that was some of the worst I've seen in a fucking long... The execution of that, JP, <laughs> was fucking dreadful. I mean, the fans, you could hear. I said, I, I said this line, you could hear the fans. And I don't mean the actual people. You could hear the Aircom fans in the arena. It was that quiet and everything. It was so <laughs> fucking badly done. Did they even beat anyone up? These uh, granted, I haven't been watching Dynamite. Who was this gang? W Morrissey, the Guns, Lee Moriarty. Oh, was that was what? the debut? <laughs> oh, was it? So, like, what's going on? And then, what, kings and kings and sevens? Is that, is that what you <laughs> should call them? Because they're not quite aces and eights, are they, mate? <laughs> no, no chance, JP. What is going on? But they did redeem themselves in the end a little bit. Obviously, the the, uh, the answer the answer phone message was hilarious. You know, proper pro wrestling for me. That, but you know, and he come back to be safe. But that first execution, JP, I'm not wrong here. I might some of the most amateur stuff you've seen in a long time. Seriously, I thought it was so bad. I like the stuff. It. The original, what oh, the original man. stuff of the Joker? Yeah, at the beginning, JP, come on. <laughs> a light. I mean, ultimately, it, like, I was fine. Like, what I was wondering why this match was on the card. I was like, oh, Christ, he's just thrown us in because he needs to add a match so he can put the Lucha Brothers on there that isn't in a tag or a trios. So we'll kind of have that. And it, within hindsight, it's interesting them doing a show-long angle 
with that opener. I don't know why we're talking about the opener. Obviously, because of how it was at the time when Stokely, like Stokely Hathaway had it there, like you think of this group as well, which is just an even bigger version of the pinnacle now at this point with just a really weird, disparate group of people that's there as well. I mean, the idea of it, I kind of like, I I love the song, um, but one of the things I, I thought of it as like, as like an angle and everything else, I was a bit like, JP, if Punk could have done the bottomless against the guns of W. Morrissey, are they together? What is going on? It's, I mean, no, you'd love that. No, no, but, I mean, it's a stable, isn't it? What's to, what's to understand? Like, no, no, but, <laughs> no, but, but, so that, is that where we're going with like the guns yeah. and Punk? You know, is, it, I, I just because I, I haven't so seen it for a few weeks, I didn't get it. It felt like, TNA yeah. to me. It, JP, I'm telling you, at its worst, though. I'm telling I you, mate. Don't agree at all. I thought it was well done. I think the uh, you know the oh, crowd silence was because it was a maybe they lost them a bit, but I think it was a shock and what the fuck's going on moment. And then the moment when he pulled the whatever it down, the, the chip down, and and won, and then refused to unmask. Like that, that was super. I think it was really intriguing. I think it made for a great lo- lo- show long story. Well, I think it was it was it was a good idea. I like and I like the same. <laughs> Well, Lee Morrissey is just heater, you know. Ethan no, Page is like It's Lee Moriarty and the guns. What's going on? Are you, pushing, are, they? are you pushing them off for a few weeks and then fucking them off? What? Um, well, probably, that's, as, that's an interview problem. As Andy said, though, as Ethan a match Page. itself, that match, yeah, Ethan Page, the match itself was shocking, except for yeah. the destroyer on the ramp and the fucking on the ladder. What was the point? Like, apart from the end, yeah, it was shocking. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, it was. We'll come back yeah, around yeah, to the matter. Yeah, Let's keep sorry, on the angle yeah. for now, but it, it was terrible. Yeah. But, but but the payoff was MJF comes out at the end and like mm-hmm. it gave could, yeah. like it gave the whole show a hook as that as like I think I love that natural anticipation as people online started going, Oh, you know, it, it varied from oh, he walked a bit like MJF to like people going, Ah, that looked like MJF is MJF to ask that to be honest. I don't quite recognize that. <laughs> I've seen a few of them to be honest. And then it was like people putting it together going, Well, Stokely and MJF were friends outside of the company. We've had Stokely over the weeks recruiting different people for this mystery, you know, reason which has turned out to be this stable. And then by the time it came to the main event and after the main event when MJF came out, like most people have put it together, but I kind of like that. You know, maybe you could have mm. just done it as a black and white surprise and he appears out of nowhere. But I think that, yeah, built anticipation through the night and I, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. And well, what, do you, what about the reveal side of it, Massey? Like, what about that side of yeah, it? Yeah, that was, you know, fine. To, as I say, you know, it was just the initial execution. I know, I know it's kind of like it did make sense in the end, but it was just how badly they done it then. And, you know... Once again, it's the aftermath for me. I don't know if to be you here, but it's like, I what is the feud going to be? Is it this gang that, as JP said, Kings and Sevens going up against CM Punk and they still preferably wearing it? But are they going to be there? It's like, I just don't get it. I, you know, but the MJF coming back, they needed them back. You know, I'm a big fan. I'm glad he's back, kind of thing. But this whole. Would you add them because a promo on the night? That was the only because I always thought maybe it was a lit. No, the, the way the show went off. I don't know. Maybe because and at that point knew he was coming and it wasn't a surprise anymore. I thought they'd have like at least the gang beat up Punk or MJF cuts a bit of a promo. It was just a space off and it was over. I don't know if it was that anti climactic. I I don't because I thought the intention that like they said we're going to hear from MJF. Oh, Wednesday, yeah, so, I guess that. Yeah, yeah, that's Wednesday. Now, so I think it, yeah. it felt like that was very much like the kind of emphasis of, of what they were going to do. And I would, I 
was generally I, I'm fine with the reveal for it because we we'd had this on all out where they'd done the last two and I thought yeah. likes mentioned about the phone the using the the phone conversation recording as well was good and kind of novel and it makes sense well, from a storyline perspective that's a wrestling, yeah that's a pure wrestling thing now like, I it, did like that in terms of bringing him back like I mean I think you've got to go and put the title on him like at this point whatever direction whatever happens and at time of recording CM Punk is still champion and everything else but I think you've got to go with him if you're giving him a stable like this and obviously they've done this with Pinnacle before as well you've got to have him as like your world champion there comes a point why is he in a it's stokely a mouthpiece he doesn't need a full mouthpiece does he MJF I just don't get it yeah they do that a lot yeah yeah you know Mm. They've got low, they've got too many people. Matty is really the problem, <laughs> oh, and they just need to find shit for them to do. I'm surprised. I'm surprised Griff Garrison and fucking Flying Brian Junior don't turn up <laughs> in this stable. Really, you just go, yeah, why not? They've just decided they're evil. The end. <laughs> <laughs> well, it came after the main event, which yeah, we will let's leave mm. with that because there might never be another time where it's relevant to talk about CM Punk's in a in a main event in AW. Obviously, I mean you know we talked a lot didn't we JP on the weekend show what we made of the yep. build and whether it did it really heat it up more or was it you know as hot as it would have been if we just did the uh, the unification match as a match you know again feels like the least important thing going on in wrestling right now but I really enjoyed it those were very good you know I'll probably go four point two five stars on the uh, on the match mm-hmm. itself for had plenty of heat you know Moxley did have people cheering him but Punk as the Chicago babyface tended to work like all in all like yeah it's going to be the least newsworthy thing of the weekend but I did think they stuck the landing I might have especially now in light of the news put put Moxley over but that aside yeah I thought it was a, a really strong main event what did you what did you make of it Mazzy? Yeah, what you just said there, Ben, the heat was there, wasn't it? And, you know, it, it was back and forth at times, like you're saying. Moxley had his portion of fans, didn't he? What That was uh, going for him. Punk, obviously, the blood helped for me, you know what I mean? Um, that was really good. But I could always see Punk winning this one, boys. And what about Punk's promo as well? Before he played, he was doing it for the firemen and the school teachers in Chicago. <laughs> I mean, that just added to me. Everybody loved him, Ben. <laughs> And we all thought that was, like, was foreshadowing a heel turn of sorts in a way because he was just too nice. Mm. He was building it up too much. But, you know, it just played into him being the baby face in the match, didn't it? Did they justify what we were saying, JP, for you? That the idea that, like, you know, because that was one of my biggest problems with the match was can you tell the story? Punk has a bad ankle, it costs him a match. And then nine days later, we go to the show. I thought the get out of jail might have been. Punk turns heel, and you know that that's why you can get away with wrestling with a bad ankle. He didn't go that route, they just did kind of the traditional wrestling selling on the ankle, and it was just what Punk had more fight because they're in Chicago. I suppose that's the story for like, the fire that work for you in the end for the fire, yeah. for the, va- the vast majority of it did because the other elements of the match I was kind of invested in. So I did when I watched this first time round, I was like, ah, oh, this, this feels like a proper main event because it was two people in essence, fighting over a title that they both really want to prove that they're the best guy in the promotion, which is at its core what wrestling should be. Everyone aspires to become the champion. These two guys are like the top of it, and they're both big stars um, in in slightly different ways. So you had this great in-ring. I thought you had this great out-of-the-ring story. And then I thought in-ring, I kind of, like, I loved... The the opening with the early with the early GTR 
Um, I thought the like the way that they kind of manipulated the crowd. I, I thought to myself, what a performer John Moxley is. You plug him into any scenario, and it works. Like him playing up as a heel to the crowd, it doesn't betray his character. Who's who he is? He realizes yeah. he's just an enemy turf. It's yeah. an away game, and yeah, he's like, definitely. "Fuck it, you fucking boo me." And I kind of loved that. I thought. It had that element, that requisite amount of drama and close falls. You had a, a cracking blade job, I might say, yeah. which always makes for the good, good visual, which meant yeah. when they were going the to rest holes. I know. That was weird. I'm mm. sure that's them deliberately doing it to try and kind of subvert the expectation on it. But like when he had him in like a lot of the chin locks, I think that's the kind of stuff that you wanted to use that as part as part of that drama as well. Um, I thought the match was so over. It just like this crowd didn't die and they were genuinely like kind of into it. And I thought this is in essence, it's not like a perfect match or anything else like that. I think 4.25 really describes it. It's just that what it did. And I say all this, my notes are based on a period of time where this post-match scrum didn't happen at this point in time when I'm watching the match. And I'm there thinking to myself, this is what I want wrestling to be. And then you set up a big return of the guy to come in. I was like, ah, yeah, AEW kind of cooking with gas if they can cut down these fucking shows in like, <laughs> half, at least. Then that, you know, if you could do that, give some of the matches a bit more time, maybe use that old Friday rampage for the next pay per view, oh, which I yeah. thought was notable that they seem to be going, it's a double header. We got rampage and then all out. And I thought, I wonder if you're going to put some interesting stuff on rampage that could work for that that didn't. But I was glad of your advice, Benno, of going to the main event, seeing that stuff first and catching up on the rest of the card because I would have been really knackered by the time I would have got to that that point in time, like watching it. But I thought it was a hell of a main event. I thought it was like really like good professional wrestling from two professional wrestlers. One oh, of whom hasn't been very come on. But no, but, but, but one, of, one of whom hasn't been very professional in the last kind of like, yeah. an unprofessional wrestler versus a professional wrestler. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, no, it's one thing you can't defend Phil on here, mate. How rascal them fucking kecks were. They were some poor fucking oh, shit. white kecks. They were naughty then, Benno. Come on. How rascal. I love that. That was a great look. Oh, fuck off. That's how much of a fan you are. I don't like. No chance. I, don't, I don't like CM tights. I like CM Trunks. Yeah. Like I'm not yeah. a CM tights guy, but like I, 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 the black looked cheap, and like he bought them off eBay and sprayed his logo on the sides. They're so nice about the white ones. I was gonna bleed, so it made He was going cycling, mate, or fucking diving or something, surfing, and then like they were naughty. They were fucking yeah, surfing like Sting in 1991. That's what he looked like, mate. That's what he looked like. He was. He looked like he was going to be doing kind of experimental dance in those kind of tights <laughs> as much as anything, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I look good. I, I, I love yeah. I love the match. I went 4.25 on it. Surprisingly, mm-hmm. the, the grapple um, average, 4.14. Um, I, I mean, to explain, I, I say as much as I loved it, I did think similar to the MJF match, um, which I loved as well, a double or nothing with Punk. It did feel like it could have gone another five, ten minutes. You know, I, I thought the finish was good. You know, the whole stuff with Moxley landing on Punk and about yeah, that the was power up and stuff. It all made that logical sense. Good. But I felt like there could have been another five minutes before that, maybe. I don't know. It felt like it was missing something as far as being a above a four to 4.25 star range match. 
but it was still very good. And yeah, the average on grapple, 4.14. Are you guys uh, above or below that? I'm 4.25. I'm 3.75 on that one. 3.75, boys. 3.75, okay. Harsh yeah, yeah. yeah, All right, fair enough, fair enough. We'll, uh, we'll keep track of that as we go. But I, th- I think it, it definitely works the main event, obviously, there to set up the MJF stuff. And now, no one's ever going to remember it again. Um, but there you go. We gave it, uh, <laughs> we gave it some time. A lot of comments in the, uh, in the chat about the uh, the MJF stable, um, the menagerie. <laughs> which one, as you said before, which one's Crazy Steve? Um, Darren says, got to give credit to MJF. Dropped off the farm for three months, you know. Good. To be fair, he did do, you know, he did a very good job of uh, disappearing until he come back. And yeah, James and Darren kind of talking about the the Stokely Hathaway element. James saying, "Well, the other people in the stable probably will need him to talk for them." That's true. But mm. Darren kind of saying, "Well, who's to say they actually are a stable?" I did hear that talking with there people say that. I think just maybe they could just be hired guns for the night, and you know, the separate to him. But I don't know. I think Stokely Hathaway posting pictures with MJF and it putting be... it over on Twitter tells me they're a stable. But it would be a logic then You'd still want. I know you where you wouldn't want Punk, but would Punk still have beef with them? No, you wouldn't. They really to be fair. So mm. I don't know. But W. Morrissey's come on leaps and bounds on the mic. I think as well. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see how we how we get along. Tune in on Wednesday. He's very good. And we, me and JP said that on the weekend show, we were shocked he came in, especially especially on a dynamite leading into a pay per view. It's like, why would you do that? Now we understand why they did it because yeah. you know we had to, uh, yeah. to be part of this on the pay per view. So you know, makes a bit more sense. But uh, yeah, like I said, that was uh, that was the main event, and we'll, yeah, we'll run through the rest of the card, which <laughs> was I, I would say a bit of a slog um, on the night. Yeah. There's a particular part of the card the card that uh, that I really struggled with. Um, we'll get there, but we'll we'll go through it in order. We're gonna have to keep our thoughts on it, brief lads. I think with the uh, the amount of stuff we've uh, we've got to cover, so we won't get all all get our. Shit oh in, Christ! We've got like another two um, shows yeah. after this bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> there is that, um, but yeah, I mean, any more notes on, on that opener? Like I say, I, it was a mess as a, as a match itself. It was a mess. I didn't, Bad. you know, apart from the big I hate, spot. I hate the, all I want to say is I hate the concept, the casino ladder match, the casino yeah. battle royal. It both need to go. Like just I'll do a royal rumble and a ladder match. No, but at least the, the at least the battle royal. There's like you can still throw. I didn't know. Can you actually go for the chip before everyone's come out? I don't get the logic in a ladder match with that. At least the battle royal, like you can be the last man in the ring and then you can come out and you can still have a one on one over the top rope. What's the sense in grabbing the thing before you've come out? I didn't it know made look like a complete yeah. cunt because the imminent and Andrade are like instead of just winning they're setting up ladders outside saying. and then this they try and win like they, oh it was awful it was, awful. it was a really bad match yeah, yeah I went two and a half yeah. I, I, said, I went two and a half I don't grapple I think I've gone I've been generous there I think two is probably two two, two stars definitely boys the destroyer I, I on went... the ramp when Pentagon come out and give that destroyer though I laughed me fucking head mm. off on the ramp mm. <laughs> fucking great I, I went I went two star I went two and a half stars on it because there's like enough of the kind of spectacular kind of spots that they would like a couple of those that are thrown in in that way to kind of lift it above like kind of dross level but you got wrestlers in the world having a really fucking messy match and if you watch enough lucha and we've seen a fair bit of it benno as well when you when you have these kind of ladder matches do you know what they always end up as big clusterfucks and this was the only benefit is it was there for a show long angle as we've already discussed so mm-hmm. yeah like for that i went, I went two and two and a half stars before we run through the rest of the show, actually, I should mention: um, Did anyone have any big, big thoughts on the uh, on the pre-show as a whole? Um, and I, I probably, I probably actually, I should probably had the match of the night on it. Um, but yeah, that and uh, and outside of it, any uh, brief thoughts, JP? 
I th- I would say I, I would agree. I thought the Kingston Ishii match was exactly what I expect. I said best thing on the pre-show by quite a distance. Like effectively, it was what you wanted to be, which was Eddie Kingston proving his toughness while having another match with someone from New Japan, who I imagine are kind of going to be interested in bringing him in at some point over there, which I think is an interesting dynamic. I think there's just he has a kind of reality to him that I think, you know, for, for as much as we've spoken about CM Punk and the rest of it, I think there's like an Eddie Kingston kind of like put like that authenticity of it. I just want to see them actually do something useful for him. Can I just say as well, in terms of the, the hook match was the hook match, that all Atlantic title match, all that time away, I was like, all right, I'll give Kip Sabian another chance to see if it's changed. No, no, uh, still just a wrestler at best. Below bang not, average, any. Below bang average <laughs> stuff. He lost. It's never going to happen for him on that major level in there. Maybe if he if he was a, if went away for a bit, sort of wrestled, decides what he's going to do, maybe sort of think about his gimmick and other stuff like that. Fundamentally, like, pointless. If he was in they, Rev Pro, and you think that's the kind of place where he should end up being. They built him up and gave him this box on his head for, what, a year to lose to Pat on a pre-show. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, I suppose that show is nothing big of him as well. But, but he doesn't deserve any more. You know, he, he's got a nice little contract because he's stuck with them through the pandemic. He's never going to be a big British star for them. Yep. That's what they thought he was signing. He's a wrestler, isn't he, on a roster full of wrestlers. <laughs> yep. like, is he a bloke, Benno? <laughs> he's a bloke, yeah. He's not, a, <laughs> he's not just a guy, he's just a bloke. <laughs> I, I said they should have had this match in like a Rev Pro. It, funnily mm. enough, would have meant more there. Here, it was just like, I mean, cri- I would say the zero hour was bloated because wasn't there four matches? Four matches. It felt like Rampage. Well. Yeah. One it wasn't the only time during the night that I felt like I was, well, as Brian says, he obviously had the Pat promo on Orange Cassidy, which he says there was proper uh, you versus your call security stuff. We got that on the uh, on the pre-show, obviously. Yeah, the, uh, the Hulk match was there as well. The other match you're forgetting, JP, was, uh, I can't believe you will forget, Ty Mello and uh, Sammy Guevara against Ortiz and Ruby Soho. Uh, how many... I like to set up for... Right. How many times do you need to do it? Yeah, that was going to be a take. I, I feel like I'm in the Matrix and it's just a glitch. Mm. And it's like, I'm sure I've seen this match. And mm. it's like, it keeps on appearing. I'm sure I've seen this match. And I'm thinking, sorry, is it just me? Or maybe if I say it publicly, people would just think I'm mental. You go, no, they've only wrestled mm. once. What are you talking about? For a set, another set of titles, it doesn't mean anything. Just so they could do the golf cart spot. Did you see that move where they dropped the show on a fucking top of the head, though? That was grim. Oh, that was fucking rough. Yeah. yeah. And saying that, that he, might be, Benno, he might be the one who's got the vlog going, Sammy Guevara. He might have footage of uh, CM Punk fighting the young Oh, no. His, his vlog today, he titled it Backstage Fight, and then it had oh. nothing to do with what happened. Smart. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Smartest thing he's ever done. Where's Max Payne when you need him? Yeah. All the shit backstage. Yeah. Either, either coming would have been his time to shine, and it or Sean Stasiak was he doing much the same thing? He was doing audio. Stasiak, was he? Was he doing all aud- just audio? Not video. Yeah, I wouldn't have cut the mustard in twenty twenty two. That was a bit of no. audio, but yeah. If anyone's uh, Stasiak, it's fucking uh, Planet Stasiak himself, Austin Theory. Uh, that's who. Uh, that's who he is at this point. But, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, I. I yeah, no need for that match. Uh, like I say, Hawkeye. Uh, I've got. I've definitely got to mention the fact that Action Bronson turned up. How did they? How did that go over in the room, Matty? When you? Uh, did no, you well, we didn't. Say, yeah. We didn't watch TV, you know, our buddy. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, didn't yeah, watch I that. Really loved that. Well, yeah, yeah he, great, he loved it. Great great yeah. 
always yeah. thought it could be a wrestle action Bronson to a team, Eddie Kingston, and go straight killer against uh, him and Hook. They got a buy from me. Um, but yeah, the, the only the notable one on the pre show, as JP said, uh, it almost feels unfair. It was on the pre show. Ishii and Kingston was fucking awesome. I absolutely love mm. that. You know, there's not, not much more complicated than two blokes hitting each other really fucking hard. Yeah. But there's a, I don't know, there's a, there's some Eddie Kingston selling's amazing. Ishii selling's amazing. So, yes, there were some fluffs in the match and there were some obvious communication issues but whatever you know i think that the match was a little bit ugly but i don't think that necessarily hurt the match but eddie covered for those ugly moments well um you know you're selling the fact that it was uh it was just the fact that he was a bit dazed there was the way he was uh you know the the fluff there i think it was like a tiger suplex spot with uh with ishii and i love the, the post match as well it felt speaking of your hall felt very uh ishii and walter when walter was uh desperately after their match trying to get ishii to shake his hand and do the you chop me i'll chop you back spot and Ishii just didn't understand what was happening. And when Walter chopped him, Ishii just mm. picked off, turned around and walked backstage. He did the exact same thing with Kingston. He doesn't want you, he doesn't want your handshake. No. He doesn't want your indie hug. Ishii's a fighter. He goes backstage. It's all it's, it's all real to him when he's out there. So yeah. Mate, Lesson for wrestlers in future. I reckon, given all the shit that was happening backstage, he went, ah, fuck this, I'm off. Like, I want no part of this, bollocks. I'm I'm leaving. <laughs> It's probably the uh, the suitcase, but yeah, there you go. That was definitely. I go, like I said, I go four point two five on that. Um, I, so wild that the main event. Um, wild that four. Yeah, it's my yeah. type of match. Yeah. Type of match. Yeah, well, it's 4.07 on grapple, so I'm like only slightly right. over the. Uh, okay, well, I, I, I went four stars set, on it. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, moving on from there into the uh, into the rest of the uh, the main card. Um, so yeah, we had obviously the uh, the casino ladder match which we've uh, shit on into second on the card, which. Kind of, I don't know if it took me out of it a little bit. I wasn't ready for it. Um, the Elite, uh, being a time on page and, uh, and Dark Order. I've seen a lot of praise for this one. I liked it. I didn't love it. Um, and I wonder whether it was just, I was still getting me snacks together. I was still getting me beer together. You know, I was kind of like, I thought this was going to be like three hours later than this. And it was just thrown at me. Do you know what I mean? It's like the second match on the show. I, I didn't like it in that spot. Um, I felt like it did more gravitas. And it should. I mean, if you're going to do three trios matches on a show, surely the title one should be last. I, I just was thought it was that. weird placements. Weird placements. And I, I, granted, didn't seem to bother most people. It's trending really well on the app. So, yeah, you guys are probably going to be higher than me. What did, uh, what did you guys make? I went four stars. Um, mm. because I'm kind of with you. I hated initially that story of Hangman trying to prevent the Dark Order from even hitting the Elite because it wasn't like they were cheating in some sort of horrifically egregious way. Like, mm. for me, I honestly thought to myself, like, I really, like, I thought there was stuff in it that was great. I thought the one-winged angel spot at the end, I thought that was, like, I thought that was a cracking like kind of like spot in there there was like you know the um the crowd were responding big time for like the page omega stuff i think reynolds and silver are a really tidy tag team who you could go behind to get yourself a tv main event of them challenging for the titles i think there's like some good stuff you can do with them for being there it's just that i'm not that into the story the melodrama of the bucks omega all of that stuff is really excessively played out and mm. it's kind of dull and it's just been kind of thrown in to this trios tournament which ultimately has proved to be a backdrop for more kind of elite stuff which i'm sure cm punk loves 
like this kind of storytelling. <laughs> I'm sure he's banging into this stuff. But do you know what I mean? It's just like it it becomes a bit tedious. And now there are large swathes of that hardcore AEW fan base who are there. And I'm not I would never claim to be representative of like kind of all of that fan base. But for me, you kind of expect wrestlers to move on and do other things. And in fact, like it, 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 they haven't really done kind of lots of impactful stuff since we've had the Omega, hang, uh, Omega Hangman match because we spoke about the Omega uh, Hangman title run before as being somewhat un- underwhelming for what it was and he wasn't the most important in there. Well, he was like still kind of playing second fiddle in a match for the trios titles and the Did rest he? of it. And, I, and I don't care. Wasn't that we were saying this last time I was on? About it's just literally made for these just to ask about to have matches, isn't it? It's like that's what the belts are, have been made for. Now people love these matches. Ma- I've got to say it. I've got to say people love these. John Pollock said this was one of the best tournaments in the history of wrestling. Like he loved this. Like and I, I love the main event on Dynamite last week, and I love the yeah. main event the week. Before. That was better. I yeah, I, I'm and again. I've got to say we are not representative here. The app four point four two is the average for this by far. Mm. You know the match of the night, like that's a massive rating. People love this thing. This felt to me like you've nailed it there, JP. You've just you've reminded me of kind of this feels like. Remember when we were kind? We just kind of fell out of love with NXT. And it was like, or maybe it was me first out of the three of us with Joe and you were raving about some a Gargano cage match that had gone 45 minutes or something. And I was just like, hang on. No, no, I know. Okay. Maybe not you. Maybe not you. I was like, you have lost me lads. Like I'm not, I accept that I'm the minority and everyone loves this and everyone loves these callbacks and this story, but it's gone too far for me now. I think I've had me fill of this story, this stuff now, but the books and gang. And again, I know I'm probably in the minority and most people loved it, but that's where I felt. I felt disconnected from it. And it could be a combination of where it was on the card or just maybe being a one extra dip too many into this, into this, you know, this law that they're uh, they're doing with it with Hangman and the books and Kenny, but it didn't work for me. It's a being the elite match. And if you're a fan of that and you're a fan of this kind of melodrama stuff, then that's fine. But that still is a niche within it. And I think you mentioned about the TV ratings. I don't think there is like, there, you know, when the grown up, oh, I say the grown up again, they'll probably be accused of like sort of massively standing up for CM Punk after we spent ages kind of saying stuff on there. But Pox, uh, Moxley and Punk felt like a grown up storyline. I always say Poxley. I feel bad Poxley. for that. That, that <laughs> felt like a grown up storyline ultimately within wrestling terms. This is still really melodramatic soapy bullshit about are you going to be our friends again like at its core and it's just like i'm kind of fucking past that like and it works for a certain part of the audience that hardcore that are there but i don't know if this generates any of the amount of interest that the other kind you know that the stuff that punk and moxley were doing by comparison cbb's compared to hbo it's not like the good soap opera, is it, JP? It's not the good soap opera wrestling storylines, is it? It's just not. Done. It's obvious shit. It is the sum. I, I just, I feel like we must be wrong because John Pollock gave this five stars. <laughs> so, five like, stars? We can't be right. We must be wrong. <laughs> you, a difference of opinion. And I, yeah. I think we all recognise, like, as a match, like, you're not going four stars in it because it's complete shit. It's just, I'm not in any way invested in the storylines. There's certain bits within this. I didn't think it was very good. Do you know the people I was interested in at the end of it with the Dark Order? Because I thought they've been fucking wronged here. 
But are they really going to do anything about it? Or are we just going to focus on this hangman page going to become part of the elite again? And I also thought it was notable that after the match as well, when Kenny Omega has like beat that dicks as well. Which, <laughs> yeah. Like oh, at that point started. in time, yeah, it it did. It started it started things on that. And to be honest, I thought the tag team match kind of beat it for me in terms of a match with drama and stuff like that, rather than this one. JP, can I ask you one big question though? Go on. What's How big opinion? is like? Is there a god type big? Because that's a no, lot what's to deal your with. This on one. Johnny Hungy. <laughs> what's your... Okay. He's that kind of character stuff. I'm I'm not really into because it is very being the elite, and I kind of it's not that like I fell out with it. I just kind of grew quite tired of it, and I thought this isn't something I need to see. I think as a wrestler, like when he has his big spots and his big moments, he's wild. he's really good. I think him and Alex Reynolds are actually in like they're they're quite underrated within the the scheme of things. They're the kind of tag team who should be built up to having a tag ma- uh, a tag team title match on like an episode of Dynamite. I think you could do that because they've got that kind of innate crowd connection because That's of really the, the, the Brody bad. lead, yeah. the, the Brody lead stuff. And I, and they're the people I'm kind of more interested in because I don't care about trios titles as well. The They'll be bored of be this good. soon enough. There's never been they a haven't. six man title, have they ever? Just not they good. get bored of it because eventually yeah. after a while, but if the Bucks and Omega mean anything, you have to take them out. So you're going to have people who are lesser star power. That then starts to think, oh, okay, you use them to establish it and then afterwards try and move on to other people. But that's where it kind of feels where it is at the moment. Andy there asking in the chat, has your mic gone a little bit low, Matty? Yeah, we're just having some echo issues. I think when you were turning them down, maybe you might. I've just fixed it. I think I've fixed your mic. I think we're good. Um, but yeah, nice one, eh? Nice one, Andy. Did you go right um, to his house well, yeah. just then or something? That's impressive. <laughs> that sentence on trivia, I think, you know, got kinds of uh, little knobs I can pull. That sounded wrong. Uh, he anywho, says, I'm um, about to do a quick refresh because I know I'm running <laughs> slow on this. So. <laughs> I think StreamYard's just having uh, one of those nights. Um, but yeah, going from there, we went into, uh, I would call it the uh, the rampage portion of the evening as uh, yeah. Jay Cargill <laughs> took on Athena. Um, another Jay Cargill match, Matty. Like, you know, yeah, no. Like, well, to be fair, you know, she's obviously like still leaning and rough around the edges in there, but I gotta give uh, Athena mm. Ember Moon credit here because she tried to quicken the pace with for Jade and you know she laid it out okay and she had a go. And I was I was actually quite surprised by it to be honest, because I was expecting this to be way flatter and way worse than it was, and it wasn't great. Do you know what I mean? But she at least she had a go for me, like mm. I had that in my notes. I did. I thought because yeah. I, I, I went, I went three stars on this. Not because he does. I think it's great, but I actually thought I've seen a lot worse Jay Cargill matches than this. But she tried hard, but it didn't have that heat. It didn't have the no, drama. No, didn't. But um, she had a goal. Uh, Athena. Yeah, definitely. she did. I thought there was stuff with Jade where she was kind of like they couldn't talk about going into deep waters where you just see that inexperience and everything else. But that doesn't mean it's the worth going. No, with. She was. Rian mentions in the chat about the angel wings. This like again Valkyrie Marvel stuff but let's face it we're going to be moving straight on from Athena so what is her role in the company if you're bringing her in I just to that. do back in the yeah, day a job. short term and then she goes and goes off and goes to other places then fair enough if she's being kept around there's no point there's no tag division like it's not like she can then start to challenge for the women's title as well like so what do you do with her 
I think it was a one feud and done for me. I was saying that in, in the room watching it. I think she's gone after this probably, or you'll see it on, what, Elevation or whatever Impact. show it is. Maybe, she could go back maybe, to WWE. Not too sure. I don't know. Like, uh, Triple H likes I think she'd sign, so unlike I mean, I think she'll be in the in the system. It's just where she uh, where she lands, I think, more than anything. But yeah, I just I just thought it was a match. Um and it was, you know, a, an opportunity to have this is the problem with Jade, as much as Jade's booking is great, like you know, she is limited and the ideal use of her is matches like this, isn't it? Um, you know, a stack card, was it necessary? I wonder. But you know, it was just it was Chicago going up strong again, wasn't it? The next match falls into that for me because these are points this period. later on. It's like about an hour later after this match, we were like, the Motor City machine guns are on this card. <laughs> it's like, what, <laughs> what's going on? I don't like, love like, them. I don't, I I don't know, like my mom about that. Because, like, I'm made up for here. And yeah. honestly, if, you, if you'd have said to me, it's, I don't like Jay Lethal. But if you'd have given me Jay Lethal versus Wardle and FTR versus Motor City machine guns, I might have taken it because you've given me FTR versus Motor City machine exactly. guns. That's, I probably would have moaned, match. you know, yeah. about this being too many matches, don't get me wrong. I might actually, to be honest, what I would probably say is give me both of those matches on a Dynamite instead of the six-man. How about that? Yeah. I was like, How about that as a solution? Totally. Yeah, it was totally. completely unnecessary. Motor City yeah. machine guns on the heel team made no... I mean, it makes some sense because you can tie it back to TNA lore if you really want to, but it wasn't where they needed to to be as far as coming in, and mm. the result was a paint by numbers three star tag, wasn't it? There was nothing special yeah. about this at all, and it was, yeah, no, nobody benefited from being in this match other than Dax's daughter. That was lovely, like that was that was the only bit that stopped yeah. me doing a pithy tweet. I was like, well, at least we got that. That was nice. Proper worker, Sanjay Dutt. You got to give him that proper worker. <laughs> at what? <laughs> yeah. Oh come on, he- Ben. I'm I'm with you on that. I think I was a little bit lower. I think I was like two point seven five because I was just annoyed at the placement of the card and having to sit through it mm-hmm. as much as anything. Impact was splashed all over this. So is that relationship back on? That's interesting. No. Are they going to start to send CM Punk over to Impact for a while, or, or can you? Even though all the people when he was in TNA and then he got kicked out having a fight with Teddy Hart as well. Got kicked out before Teddy Hart out of TNA. No, <laughs> I went, he probably was stirring the shit back then. Point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bring him that's in. That's what he didn't do for a well. Teddy Hart now into this fucking locker room. Sorry, I shouldn't say that. He's Please don't. Jay, right? <laughs> no, he's, Jay's a terrible person. Yeah. If not, he should be. Um, yeah, any, you guys go any higher than three on this? No, definitely Is there anything no. discussed with it other than... Why was it here and what's going on with these lads? And the Jay Lethal, didn't he? And that's that would they feud and that's got to be over with now and move Wardwell on to someone else now. They'll do a match still. They'll still do a match oh, on telly. I mean, maybe we'll get hell. FTR. We'll get FTR mostly missing the machine guns at some point. It's just the impact or will that be over in AW? That's what they're gonna go for the impact belts as well, maybe if they beat them. They'll go against the the kingdom, isn't it? They're the champs now. Give me that with a bit of time on a rampage or something like that. I'll go yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah. Have Ward yeah, Wardlow powerbomb Satnam sing the end. Let's move on. Do you think he can get do you think he can take it, the big fella? Do you think he can get up? No. <laughs> I think that pump will be horrific. He'll be off the second rope, won't he? That's how they'll do it. He'll go underneath him yeah. on the second rope. Just give me. That's always the way out of it. Oh, well yeah. So that took place, and then we went from that into like you say, the heck this was a head scratching part of the card. Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs, like these Mate. poor lads. Like, I don't think the build has been bad. I think the two of them have done well. 
mm-hmm. I think they've been hamstrung by Ricky Starks being you know getting thrown out there to cut that promo when the whole world was talking about Punk and Moxley. And rather than just throwing a throwaway segment there and putting the gun club there or something like that, they sent him out there to cut an emotional promo. And it just that moment cut the legs out from under him in this feud. Like that just killed it. Involving QT Marshall and those goons definitely like lowered his prestige. And then by the time it comes to the pay-per-view, despite there being story there, despite this being a genuine grudge, this was like the eighth most important match on the card. Yeah. This is another yeah. match that I'm not doing it down by saying it should have been on Rampage, but oh, it would yeah. have been better off having pride the place as the main event of a, of a different show. Proper grudge match. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. I said that, and I haven't even been keeping up with it, but I knew this was a, like yeah. a proper feud and a grudge. I even said in the room, I said, what did the wrestling, and it's going to be, and it was quick as well, wasn't it? It wasn't under five minutes. The finish seemed yeah. dead proper. I went for the piss, thinking, oh, there's another at least three or four minutes. Come in, and he said, he pinned them off a spine buster. I was like, what? I said, fuck off. And, no, and, and honestly, that's what happened. I generally went for the piss, thinking, oh, well, you get into like, you know, the near falls and all that soon. And it was over, JP. I could not yeah. believe it. Couldn't believe it. I was shocked. Yeah, I was genuinely shocked at the time of this. I, I, I didn't get given the time for it. it. Like you've said before, if this had been on Dynamite the week before starting out and we're building to this feud for these guys being it, and you give them a bit of time, that's so much more meaningful than this. Definitely. And instead, like, this could be the start of a feud, but as with a lot of AEW storytelling, it's like they've overly complicated by throwing the family into it. When there was no need for any of that. Not every feud needs fourteen people on screen at any given time. Forget the ball on telly, (laughs) or maybe acknowledge the fact you've got too many people. You don't need all of it if you want to tell stories properly. Like I'm not, you know, it's like soap operas. They don't all have to be Dot and Ethel two handers where they discuss the old days and then one of them dies at the end. You can have a cast of characters, but in this. It just got overly complicated with it. And then they gave Nick Comoroto a change in there where he's dressing like a mafia goon, mm. like in a fucking tracksuit. And it's just like unnecessary shit being thrown into the mix because you feel compelled to use some mm. people. Um, if they, What are they going to do with powerhouse Hobbs? For me, I just thought, Bill Trim and Wardlow. I said exactly the same thing. That's that's what I think. Fucking- Proper feud and have them going at it. That'd be fucking. The reason they put them over strong, I just don't trust this company to stick the landing and to not get lost in the shuffle over the next two months. But in a real company, he's moving up the card. Fine. All right, cool. Ricky Starks is staying in place and Powerhouse Hobbs is the guy you're going with. We'll see how it turns out. Um, I was just going to say, just to throw in quickly, it's not huge breaking news, but yeah, Melter, just an update. Melter's apparently said the belief is that nobody involved with the fracas will be at TV tomorrow. And the other top stars, not booked originally for Wednesday, will be there. And he said a lot of it, a lot of talk is suspensions, but that yeah. isn't official. I thought so, that's what, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe Dark Twitter's wrong. Maybe Punk survives. Uh, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Well, West Ham didn't su- sack John Artson after he belted Ayl Berkovich in the mouth in training, <laughs> did he? That's <laughs> fucking vicious, that one. Uh, well, going from there. Um, I will say I was re- I was ready with my talking points. Like that last hour, I thought was by far the weakest part of the pay per view. You could call all, called all three of them matches for varying reasons. Yeah. Some for the benefit of the matches, some because they shouldn't be there. There might have been a part of me tempted to say this about this next match, Swerve and Our Glory against the Acclaimed. If you know, I think Swerve and Our Glory's title run has been stillborn. I don't think it's happened. I don't think I think they've been a complete afterthought. However, 
couldn't have ever expected the acclaim to be as over as they were here and as good as they were here. And yeah, this was a match that absolutely benefited from getting this this placement uh, on the card. If you're going to call three of the, these four matches, it'd be the other three and definitely not this because I don't know where they pulled it from. But you ended up with a potential match of the year um, contender yeah. here. Just <laughs> absolute, absolute killer. And you had the acclaimed out there, like looking like genuine stars. And, you know, it started so he didn't it? Oh, the, the scissor and stuff. And, you know, the fans are kind of having a laugh. But by the end of this match, those fans had worked themselves into a shoot and were 100% the idea the acclaimed could have won, yeah. won the belts to the point where everyone was calling for, you know, an order, saying there should have been an audible here. And that's kind of like, no. yeah. I, I would have to be honest. I, I would have. And um, I, and but, I love swerving that, but the, the, you could have easily uh, have done it easily. That shows all uh, over, like you claimed that I've gotten, like the red hot here. In theory, what you would do is you would go, you would accept the fact, but you'd build to like a really big, like you would build to something else for it to be that bigger moment where maybe you might even main event like a big. A he basically match. said, JP, like, on the press conference, on a TV, it, it's Arthur Ashe, didn't he? He basically did say, Khan, we're yeah. having this match in Arthur Ashe. I've said this with a claim for a while. There's been a, a really interesting thing that's gone on because obviously they caught on and they were just ever so part and present of the um, uh, of the COVID era of TV. And one of them would be injured and the other one wouldn't. But they, Anthony Bowen's work has worked against some good fucking workers, much like Max Caster. And that improvement has kind of come through ever so slightly, but they're just so over as an act. I've said that WWE should be really looking at them. They're like, if you're looking to poach young talent from AEW, that is a team that you poach and you put into the mix because they're massively fucking over. Now, I know this is like a proper hardcore AEW fan. They're originals, aren't they, as well? They're they originals. are proper originals. There's a freshness to them as well. Like, they're they're genuinely funny. And yeah, they yeah, they made us care about the gun club and Billy Club, Billy Gun. And that's kind of because of them. That's It really is it's because of them. I wouldn't have given a shit otherwise. I'd be angry about Billy Gunn being on the TV. <laughs> Scissor me daddy ass makes me laugh. Can't obviously say it in public because there's a whole set of context situations that again, people would understand. From it is. <laughs> yeah. But... At the same time, this had such fucking drama to it at the point. And the great Amazing. thing was that Amazing. really close finish that the fans were genuinely kind of angry about. Yeah. Near falls, JP. Unbelievable. And it fucking was great. But, there was, but it wasn't like it was filled with like really big, spectacular moves like the trios match. But I That's liked why it, was it good, so JP, more. Because it wasn't That's an AEW match. Good. That's why it was yeah. old school. That's why it was good. There was it no feels like the kind of match... Yeah, that a core a cornet would be really fucking happy yeah, with because it was, so it was used well. I love the, the the spot as well with you know setting up the other stuff in the future where you've got the kind of pounce the pounce hitting Swerve Strickland in there, and as he well. got him back with the so, kick. You know, well not got him back, but he mistakenly kicked his Keith Lee, didn't he? Later on, so that played into another near fall. It was just a fucking honestly one of the best. Loved it. One of the best, the second best tag match of well maybe fair best tag match I've seen this year. It was so fucking good, like it was that high, like. I was big. I give four and a half, Daniel. I'll wow. give it that much. Really, no, it was so fucking oh, good. I like I really enjoyed it because I thought it'd be good anyway because I like Swerve and I like Keith Lee and the claim the fourth would be that type of AEW match that I'd enjoy. But as JP said, we've, we've just discussed. It was just old school. It was fucking unbelievable. The fans obviously made it better getting behind the acclaimed. 
But the near falls were so fucking good. Honestly, one one of the best I've seen in a good while. The fra- there's something to be said. It's not even. I mean, it was the wrestlers in the match too, but it was just how over the acclaim were. Like, and the crowd were living and dying by those near falls. Like, they wanted that more than anything. Yeah, I yeah. would have got to go back to the original conversation. I would have called that audible. I think. I thought you were going to watch it. I honestly fuck like you seen uh, Keith Lee talking to. I think it was Bowens while Swerve and Caster were working, and I was. Uh, we said in the room, are they calling an audible yet? Are they actually like trying to get get like messages through? But obviously they didn't. But I definitely. The record, there's nothing with. wrong with asking Tony Khan that at, at the uh, the scrum just because Keith Lee and Swerve happen to be there. Well, it's awkward, but it's your job to ask that question. Um, Tony Khan shut that one down. That was one he really did shut down. The idea yeah. of that he could, that he could have even called an audible. I know it's you know you got to deal with the, the fallout of Swerve and Keith Lee then, but that title run's been complete waste of space. Uh, it's been rampage exclusive. It's never gotten going. They're not really the tag team champions. They're not the best tag team in the division by any means. You know me on Swerve. I've always I liked. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just I don't even like many wrestlers, and they're two of yeah. my favorites. You know, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know it's hard for me to like wrestlers. I like them too. Yeah. I do. No, they are. I don't like I, the team. Yeah, the good and like. But as you say, the fans obviously did want the acclaim to win, and I haven't been. I even I asked last time I was on here, how are you getting on? And you said they're always on rampage, just backstage, aren't they? Even just talking, <laughs> they're not even like defending the belt. So. Yeah, we'll see how they get. But hopefully, he said basically did confirm that they're gonna fight it off at Ash to get a bigger reaction to when obviously they claim do win. So do it then, but you only get lightning in the bottle once, is all that. So you know, um, but yeah, true. Yeah, mm. FTR Briscoes. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess we'll uh, we'll see uh, see what happens there. But yeah, we went from uh, from there. Like I just to say, I went four on it. Um, the the grapple average is four point four one. Um, so yeah, yeah that's, that's big. big. In conjunction with half, the, uh, the yeah, it's close to you, Matty. Right yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There you go. Uh, going from there into the uh, the women's title four way: Britt Baker, Kara Shida, Jamie Hayter, and Tony Storm. Um, yeah, <laughs> mostly a match that happened, Beto. A match that yeah. happened. Three point two five. Tony Storm was in it, wasn't she? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were talking about that. It's like you know, and and this is where I'm, obviously I'm going to save me thing about uh, the WWE NXT in a bit. I've come to the conclusion that Mandy Rose is a better wrestler than Britt Baker at this point now. Genuinely is. Like she genuinely is. No, I don't think it's not yet. I think it genuinely is because Baker, she's a star and she's good on the mic. She just hasn't improved in the ring, JP. What's your opinion like? Yeah. I, 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 watching this match, you think of all the stuff that gets kind of lost in the shuffle because this is another match that's kind of overshadowed by the bit of controversy that's there. And it just clear that they went to the original plan in the end, which we kind of suspected yeah. they would do, but it was just a match. And I don't like multi-person matches for titles. You become tired. It feels like you don't really know what you're going to book, but you've got these wrestlers there. So we just put them in a four way and I don't really care. And I think when you've seen so many multi-person matches throughout the card up to this point, I found myself like completely zoning out. I know I watched it. I know Tony Storm won, but I was a bit like, Jesus Christ. Like, but boys, like, they've really... got to pull the trigger on Baker and Hayter now. They've got to go with that. I know they teach. Yeah, that's think, a th- good storyline, a good feud. Yeah. Let them go at it. Like, Hater's very good in there. She's probably the best there was a in the out of them four for me. Yeah. So it was a vicious bar pole drive from that was the finish. Storm, that, that was the first, finish. Yeah. That first strong zero she did was fucking, like fucking horrific on there. Feels like Hater is the person to go with. 
she is out of like all those people in a longer term basis. So, but that's a mess of a division, and we don't have anywhere near the amount of time to go into that one as well. well. Did you see Tony Storm? The star of the division is the TBS champion. Did you see Tony Storm in the scrum? About Thunder Rosa, I got lost in the shuffle, didn't he? Having a go at Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Mate, she could have threatened to kill her that night, and I don't know if he got would have got picked up. It would have been <laughs> just one of these things. Your oh, you're mute, there, Ben. You're mute. Oh, nobody ever uh, backs up poor Thunder Rosa, do they? Poor thing. Um, that that might uh, indicate some of the things said are true. But I don't know. I don't, I don't like the uh, the whole thing around that, but. I don't think she'll be back. I don't. I think this she, Tony will just be the champion going forward. Um, Do you reckon? Quietly cool. drops from the road. Just yeah, I could see it happening, or I just wanting to leave. Um, but I guess we'll see. But yeah, I think the this is another case where you know I'm not saying call audible on the night, but if we're waiting to pull the trigger on this Britt Baker um, thing with, with Jamie Hater, just do it now. Division needs to be built around yeah. it. Oh, give it a little bit more st- stability. Let's get moving with that. Um, it, other stories that don't involve title belts because they haven't yeah. been able to come up with any stories on there. Mm. Yeah, it's built in, isn't it? You know, it's easy, easily yeah. done. Definitely. Well, one thing I did love on the show, uh, we went up next, uh, Christine Cage and Jungle Boy. I mean, I, I mean, I feel like. <laughs> If there's any audio of me having to go with Christine at any point on this show, like I, I, I don't believe it's really there. I mean, I'm gonna go through, gonna go through the the, uh, the back catalogue and uh, and scrubber all that. No, no, uh, I don't need now. audio on on air. I've got conversations in rooms we've been in <laughs> and fucking nights out a years worth in my head, mate. Well, you know fucking... when Christine. You know, Christian Cage's best mate when he's not wrestling matches, and that's what we've got here. <laughs> um, and this year, no, oh, I, I don't want to do it down with like with with like with that because I, I want to. This was my probably my favorite thing on the show. You know, I say the she and uh, Kingston was my favorite match. Like I joked on Twitter, I could give this five. Like I didn't rate it on Grapple because I don't think it's fair to rate these types of matches. It's an angle, I, it's an angle. Yeah, because Gareth's so spoiler averse. Like he wanted to put the matches on Grapple first thing in the morning after the pay per view, but he doesn't want to know. But he wants to put them in the right order. But he doesn't want to know the spoilers. So I literally send them a message with all of the matches in order as they go. And I forgot to put this on. And he sent me a message back. Have you forgot Jungle Boy and Christian? And I was like, I want to say, well, there's a reason for that because it wasn't really a match, but I didn't. And I just said, include it. But there's an argument to not include this because like, it's no, hard to start with these things. It's mm. not really a match. But as an angle, similar to you know Moxley and Punk on Dynamite, I thought this was perfect mm. from start to finish. Like I loved, absolutely loved Christian getting slapped by Jungle Boy's mum. But you not used for a cheap pop in the match, which you know you can go to and it's a go to and you can do it and it works. But it was used to give Christian more heat. Fucking love that. Thought that worked yeah. perfectly. Then you get Jungle Boy or Jungle Jack as he uh, as he is now coming out mm. and how much lo- and everyone said that it's not a new point, but how much logical sense did it make? If Lu- you can pull 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 holes in the Luchasaurus stuff, I'm sure we will. But if he's going to turn on the night, it makes no sense to wait till 25 minutes into the match. Do it immediately, and they did yeah, that. Literally. Like that, a heel turn made sense. He beat up Jungle Boy. You rolled him in the ring. One near fall, and then Christian won. I thought this was a pitch perfect bit of business. I think there's real life reason behind it. I don't think Christian's 100. Yeah. He's yes. injured apparently. That, yeah, you, yeah. That aside injured. though, perfect. And me and J- how many times did we say JP on the weekend show? We're enjoying this so much. It feels like the best built built match on the card. To the point where, and I shocked myself saying it, I didn't want it to end on the pay-per-view. I wanted them to continue it on. And yeah. I made up to continue it on. It's got more juice in it, and you can do the match on another point. I absolutely loved it, Matt. And yeah, 
If I was to give an angle five stars, I'd give it five stars. But it was technically a match, so I'm not going to rate well, it. Um, but yeah, there you go. But this is it. You've got you've got two big matches out of it as well. You get obviously the big showdown with Christian where he beats him, and then he steps up to the plate against Luchasaurus in the end in a big match that's never happened before. So you can definitely get more mileage out of this. But the only thing for me is, I don't know how you feel on this. Do you keep Luchasaurus as Luchasaurus, or do you like unmask him and stuff? I don't know what what would you do, JP, on that one. Like, if you're making it more, but I suppose uh, he's, he's got to stay, hasn't he? If it's like tied in with, there's I don't no know. obvious other name just to jump in. Like, if they had like there was just something else they could call them that wasn't Luchasaurus, yeah. like that'd be enough for me. Because <laughs> yeah. Luchasaurus, it's so yeah, babyface and child-like, I would, yeah. I've always felt like with the gimmick, it feels very indie. At its core, yeah. but like on that big stage, he's a big guy. He can do some impressive stuff. By all accounts, his knees aren't great from it. I echo the thoughts of you guys. I loved it. Like as we were saying on the weekend, I was thinking I didn't want this to end. When I heard about the injury. I was like, well, this is the perfect response. Then if you're not going to do the match, you have this where he comes out, kills him. It did feel like we were doing the transition from like Jungle Boy to Jack Perry. That yeah, was well. like Jack Perry was being hammered home a lot there. And I think for the simple reason is there is a mainstream value in Luke Perry's son entering into wrestling at a high level, and he's actually good at it as well. I'm just I glad like because I, I I love this kind of feud, like carrying on. Because if you look at the mess of so much other stuff that goes on in AEW and the storylines, like kind of, and there's so many things going on, this is one of the kind of nice constants throughout it where. It'd been going on for ages, and you know, like we said in the weekend, Joe took too long to pull the trigger. But like, this is spot on. You can have Jungle Boy Luchasaurus feud in the meantime, eventually, to get to the M. Bison like figure of Christian afterwards. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> old Ral Julia there, JV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I loved it from when he came out and he did that. And I'm imagining that's why they did the him stamping on his hand thing a couple of weeks ago. As I imagine yeah. the injury yeah. was even as earlier as that because that felt yeah. kind of weird. It was like, well, they're making kind of – we said that at the time. It's like, well, that actually makes a bit more sense. So, um, like, I think this was, as to quote you, Benno, a great bit of business. Can I say one thing, though, boys? And this is where, like, I'm not going to lie to you. It was just that little part of me. Wanting it to go full Russo, where Christian ends up with a jungle boy's mum. I'm not gonna lie, I was waiting for hopefully that comes at some point. There's that little hope that I might get it, yeah, mate. I'd fucking love that. You tell me we'll get a reaction in the building, and you tell me that wouldn't get a reaction. Are you fucking telling me that wouldn't get a fucking reaction? Doesn't mean it's a good idea, Vince. (laughs) I don't don't know. There's a part of me that's fucking loving that shit, just thinking that'd be great. But there's also a part of me that remembers when you start getting people's mums in wrestling that we go down a Judy Bagwell style route, really, <laughs> yeah. don't from, we? Though? From Trish Stratus to Chris to uh, Jungle Boy's mum, unbelievable. Christian's <laughs> uh, life, hey, no wonder he's the worst. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, great, great, great bit of business, great way to wear. Uh, so underline uh, that one, uh, JP. But yeah, into we got into the I suppose the big stuff. Brian Anderson and Chris Jericho up next. I thought this was a. Comp- Massive dis. Even like I didn't have high expectations necessarily. Real disappointment. This they went. Jericho said in the scrum they went out there with a plan and they worked it on the fly. You could fucking tell. Yeah. This was a hundred percent a Chris Jericho match and not a Brian Danielson match. This was a hundred percent Chris Jericho believing the hype. Chris Jericho yeah. has gone out there 
and had a some would say he's had a really good year. I would say he had one really good match against Eddie Kingston, and I suppose the uh, you can credit him for uh, Anakin in the arena as well. So maybe that's a bit harsh, but you know, he got some critical plaudits, and he's just he's decided he's going to be a work rate guy again or something. And he goes out there with Danielson doing the Lionheart gimmick again, which you already done that on Dynamite. You didn't need to do that again. What like the, the Garcia story was enough. Like, what? Why are we including that as well? And then he just went out there and had a bang average match. Like this was the definition, <laughs> de- definition of a three star, three point two five star match. Matt, like, two professional wrestlers having a professional wrestler match. Like, can you describe this match any better? Fero, it bored me to tears. I'm not gonna lie, yeah. that it proper just bored Brian me. Brian Danielson bored us to tears. And, Brian and I, I, I'm not even the high man on fucking Brian, but you know. Obviously, he's better than this. Fucking hell, mate. Honestly, it was just so boring. That's the only word I can say yeah. for me about this match. <laughs> Genuinely. Highlight was the entrance. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, bro. Machine Gun Light. Uh, was it Machine Gun Kelly? I genuinely thought it was him when he came out. I was like, why is Machine Gun Kelly on this? <laughs> and then it looked like the fella had the Eminem stand video. Stan, didn't it? It looked like I looked, I looked him up on Twitter, mate. At the time he stepped out there. Daniel Bryan's best mate. 800 followers on Twitter. I mean, you got now, though, but you got thousands. Probably, yeah. But like, <laughs> so, no, check that, JB. No, check that. No one, no one they tried to sell it. They were like, oh, you know, he's Brian Danielson's friend. I was like, no, no. Don't be like a million years. He's Bree's friend. He's that he's that platonic friend Bree's got right. Where Brian, like, it's the equivalent of like, oh, if you go in the pubs, we you, you take him, you take him with the lads, let him uh, let him mm. be involved. Or take him on your stag do, will you? Take me uh take up my mutual friend fucking machine gun Kelly with you, please. That's what's happened. The, the vocals and the music don't go at all anyway for that for the Daniel Bryan Blackpool Combat Club character. It doesn't go, does it? <laughs> oh, it's sports entertainment, isn't it? I feel like for the pro wrestler versus the sports entertainment. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> sorry, sorry to in, interrupt. We, we've had just more more news from Fightful Select about the oh. uh, yeah the CM Punk and a steel side of uh, AW All Out. He wanted a fight and a bite. That's what he did. Like, um, <laughs> no, he did not what he said on here as well. Um, but per their side of the things, this is coming from Sean Ross Sapper of Fightful Select. After the scrum, the Young Bucks approached Punk's locker room and Punk wasn't answering the door, having been in a long match, bloody finished with an emotional, uh, bloody and finished with an emotional scrum. The Bucks were said to have pounded down the doors. Same claims they kicked it down. Ace Steele's wife was in the room, which is what set steal off and made him go ballistic throwing chairs so it's being pinned very much on, on, you know he's he's admitting that one he's he's leaving with the fucking austin middle finger up here and ended up biting someone i think that someone was kenny omega on there um but the claim was made from him that he was looking out for his wife above anything else um from what they had heard omega didn't seem nearly upset at the beginning but things got out of head out of hand he ended up being beaten the fight was a very long altercation and the talk back and forth did not stop after the brawl. There were rumours that CM Punk had injured his triceps. However, many have said that it happened during a dive during the, the main event. I don't quite know where that was in the match. Um, but he was hurt going into the backstage fight. He has no idea in the severity of it. Um, there's obviously rumours about them like leaving uh, at this, or both being done with AEW, but they said it's not happened. And like you said earlier on with Dave Meltzer, that heavy, heavy, um, uh, uh, but uh, uh, Sean Ross Sapp said that right, they've, so not not been, they've not 
No, no, no. That have not gone yet. But if they aren't let go, heavier amends will need to be made. Right. Is the story coming from Sean Ross up? So it kind of backs up. It's very similar to the other stuff. Um, I saw Eddie say on Twitter, CM Punk's AEW career clicking out at 2.9 here. He might, he might survive the night here. It's not a, the wind seems to be turning, doesn't it? That's the right. And I'm a Fountain Punk fanboy, and I know we spent 20 minutes, 45 minutes, maybe an hour slagging him off. I do hope this is what happens that, like, yeah, yeah. they take real action and suspensions happen because you can't avoid that. But yeah, maybe that's cool what Carl will want. Ultimately, you won't want to get rid of no one. Ultimately, really, you want them that was to my stay initial and, thought. Yeah, and suspend mm. them. He's got to punish them, but not sack them. Mm. But he, yeah, and he has to. He has to show who's in charge. Definitely. Mm. That's yeah. it. You need some like order and decorum, but he needs to hire someone to do that. Sorry, uh, we'll be here all day. Yeah. <laughs> nice one, JP. Appreciate that. Nice one. Uh, we'll, we'll keep you updated if uh, anything else happens. Um, but yeah, three point two five stars. Brian Dodgers and Chris Jericho, one star entrance. Any other thoughts? <laughs> no, three stars was quite bored. Don't even remember a whole lot. And I think I saw this match about somewhere in the region of four or five hours ago. I think that says a lot. Jericho about- over as well. Like, yeah, what the like, he didn't even Kingston. get involved, did he? But he beats yeah. Kingston, I beats Brian, and like, I mean, oh, like, I just feel like he should the role he should be in right now. If he, if he has to be a featured act, he should be putting both of them over. I don't care. What current leader, line. mate? Yeah, again, fallout is from it. Um, but yeah, you're right. The Garcia thing was kind of uh, not really as much of a factor as you thought it might have been. I suppose that'll uh, for Wednesday in the TV on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Um, Liam says him more Blackpool Promenade than Blackpool. Amazing. Um, but yeah, you said on Wednesday, so we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, go from there into bizarre placement. House of Black versus Sting, Darby Allen, and Miro, like. I feel like they just shoot Tony. Yes, that, that, that Brian and Jericho were going to set the place on fire. That this was the, <laughs> the last was it the last paper? Was it the one before where we had the crazy like brawl with Sting and Darby and that that like yeah. worked really well in the semi main event position? Like if we got that again, fair enough. But it wasn't that type of match. It was just a straight six man tag. Then it was, look, this switch this with the young Bucks and Kenny like. What is this doing at this point in the card? Like, unless you've got a really creative idea, like this was completely wrong for the spot. The length of the show was definitely becoming a factor here. And yeah, again, like, uh, what can you really say about it? It was a six man tag. There's more to say about the aftermath, isn't there, than there is the uh, yeah, the match itself. Yeah, um, match was just not. Yeah, any notes on the match, anyone? No, no, <laughs> not at all. You don't need to say it. Three stars. Three stars is what I went. 3.06 average on, uh, on Grapple, so yeah, pretty much bang on there. Yeah, it just, yeah, it was, it was there and apparently was potentially Malachi Black's uh, swan song, mm. obviously after the match, uh, you know, bowing to the crowd, blowing kisses, uh, hugging the lads. Uh, you know, if he wasn't leaving, Tony Khan got asked about it. That was a real question. He got asked the uh, fair play yeah, to uh, the aforementioned William uh, RBR for asking him that, what was going on there. He refused to answer, but that you've got to ask those questions. But I think the fact that he refused to answer tells you, well, the answer's not no. Um, yeah. You know, I think I think Balakai back at the very least is taking time off, isn't he? Whether it's for personal issues or, you know, whatever other reason that they may wait. Back to WE, but- Ben. Yeah. Yeah, do you think? Mm-hmm. Would he be better? He'd probably be better off at this point. Like he's just yeah. he's had things to do. Right. He's been in stories, but it's never been important. Past the Cody match. Right. He's just been one of many bodies, hasn't he? Interchangeable with Andrade and the other lads at that spot on the card. Like 
probably I, I i lean more towards based on the report and that it's more of a political not a political or more of a personal issue um that people don't seem to want to get into because of you know the maybe mental health implications or whatever i don't genuinely don't know um but if it is creative or he has got an appetite to carry on wrestling yeah he probably is better off outside of aw at this point like yeah this run has been has been a match with Cody Rhodes, and then it's basically been about his eye being progressively dark. <laughs> Julia Hart, Julia Hart, JP, really? Julia Hart, yeah. But like, even everybody else, like everything's been built around like mist, which in twenty twenty two is just such a like it's just shit. It doesn't really go. The run has been a bust. And I thought it wouldn't be like that. When he came in, he got the response that he did. I thought this is, they could do something with him. But well, 400 they people debuted since. That was the thing. It was they special. Have, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, but, but, yeah. yeah. What storyline has he been in? What's the memorable storylines that he's been involved in? It really isn't. Matty, you probably talk more about his PWG run with Brody <laughs> King as tag champs <laughs> than tag anything champs else. Out, yeah. That he's that he's done in AEW, where it's just been completely nondescript. I don't know. If they've still got Brody King, you might have him as a monster to keep around the place. I think he'll go back to WWE. I think the kind of there's a security blanket of knowing what Triple H will do with him, and he'll use him in singles programs. Like, mm. as a stable, given the amount of stables around the place, I'm all right with this one dying. And I think this is the thing that I kind of, the, the initial excitement, it's like if Andrade left tomorrow, I'd probably go, that was a busted flush and he didn't turn out nearly as good as it could have done or as I thought it might well have done. Oh, well, back to WWE he goes. And it just isn't something that's going to work out. That kind of character in the rest of it, it's WWE land. I don't think it translates out to anything else. Possibly a few emo kids. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Let him go there, be as spooky as he wants. Um, yeah, yeah, the best way. And I, yeah, I, I've never been a real fan of him, but he's one of those wrestlers where I can see the money, though. I can see where the you could do something, but not happening in AW. Uh, and then, yeah, from uh, there, we went into the other main event, Moxley and Punk. We've uh, see, we've covered that. There you yeah. go, lads. Solid pay per view review there. We're only on the year two and a half hour points already. Right on, um, midnight, yeah. boys. right on Cinderella, midnight here. <laughs> 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 um, any overall thoughts on the show though? What would you make it as a thumbs up, thumbs down? AW pay per view. I thought it was one of the worst ones in the middle, just yeah. in the middle because the tag match for me was so good. One of the matches of the year for me, fucking loved it to bits. That match, so I can't mm. give it a thumbs down with a match that good on, but I think it was Long, too long, too many wrestlers on it, too many matches. Yeah, put a few on dynamite the week before. Have eight matches, your big, your big matches, and that's it on your pay per view. Yeah, mm. I'm yeah. I, that's where I'm in. Like, the thing that I found difficult with the last couple of pay per views I've done is just the sheer amount of matches combined with like a really long length and a long pre show. You just get to a point where it's like. You've got to take all of this in. You can't have stuff taken now. We're going to talk about Clash at the Castle, which, for all of its okay, faults... We're also about to go like another hour and a half, so we should get well, what we're saying here. I'll tell you what, we won't have to get as many, nearly as many matches to go into. You can't argue about things being given time and space. And that's something that Tony hasn't got. And you just go, but you another had a whole thing. week of TV to put a couple of these yeah. things on that would have been little draws. Probably would have done better attendances if they were the main event. But boys, not all gets allowed to breathe as well. Like Christy and Luchasaurus, mm. Jungle Boy, cut cut through the video package straight away. Nothing gets yeah. like when it's meant to mean something to just let it soak. Not not for ages, just that extra twenty seconds to let it soak in. Nothing. 
and it, it happens at every same time. level of importance, isn't it? Exactly. It's not that's nothing, noticeable. Stands out. Yeah, and they've gotten mm. better at that. Like, there's definitely like there's more of like they're doing more of that on Dynamite and giving things a little bit more time to breathe and giving things a bit more gravitas with like backstage promos and dare I say it, video package and stuff. Um, but yeah, just. Odd show, disappointing all in all, as, uh, as yeah. Simon says there. Um, but you know, definitely it had its moments, and like I say, the new story's gonna dominate, you know. Like, of course, that's, uh, that's the big coming out of it. It kind of yeah. did the way, didn't yeah. it? Uh, pay per view feels like an afterthought with all of this stuff. That yeah. the entire pay per view of it is that's oh, a weird like, second to time that point, JP. Dead quick. Tony said that it did uh, basically comparable numbers to Double or Nothing early in the year, and obviously, you know, last year's All Out had the uh, it was the big yeah, it was down debut, wasn't it at all? So you know, fair enough. That's going to kill it. But yeah, uh, one hundred and fifty thousand mark. That's the new hundred thousand, I suppose, isn't it? Um, is what it is. Yeah. Mm. CM Punk confirmed draw. Really, you would argue <laughs> with that on there, wouldn't you? This yeah. is Phil. This is what Phil saying. Get on. So, um, and if you go to Brandon Thurston, he will give a breakdown of when of how this works out into actual the reality. A million dollar gate as well. They did, yeah, in yeah. an arena on the outskirts. Of, Three in a row, uh, in it. The That's the third one in a row. That yeah, yeah. Uh, and you've got Toronto and Arthur Ashe. From that business perspective, there's plenty of gates. You know, big houses they can do there. God knows what state the roster's going to be in. It's, a bit like WCW in '98. Sorry, <laughs> well, maybe we'll there, know. Isn't it? Maybe mm. we'll know in uh, in an hour or so. Um, but yeah, we've got other stuff to uh, to talk. There is the small matter. This this feels a bit like this is a bit meta. This JP, like this uh, first time WWE have come to the UK for a major show in 30 years right, is yeah. like you know two and a half hours in. It feels a bit like our uh, observe this SummerSlam '92 episodes. Put it up on Sunday night. What was I thinking? Like I don't get it. I don't get anyone's listened to it. Why would you care? <laughs> oh yeah, they're talking about SummerSlam '92 now. Like what the fuck, lads? There's a million other things going on in the wrestling world that are way more interesting. I hope people could find the time to go back on it. Uh, I was very proud of. That. I enjoyed it. It was. It was um, it, it's the other bits of the Observer that are always good fun. Patreon.com yeah. forward slash Grapple. There you go, quick plug in there, but this felt like that in that layer. It's been Matty. This is 30 years, mate. The back SummerSlam 92 happened. You were a but you were a when you didn't even bother going yourself. So, you know, is it really? Oh, I didn't deal? bother going, Benno. I've got this one in my back pocket, mate, for the rest of my life. This one, don't, don't <laughs> worry about that one. But yeah, I was at a wedding when it was going down, boys, and I was in the chat where I and I was like, mate. I'd had a couple of bottles, I was biting on some of the things that were getting said in the fucking chat as well. <laughs> It was like I was gagging not seeing it. I was just praying that Roman would win. Oh, and obviously he did in the end, so I was a happy man. I got got right on the dance floor then, JD. Did he win? <laughs> moral <laughs> victory, he certainly didn't, did he? Did the APPG get the moral really victory? Counts. Oh, wait, no, I think that was a moral. Sorry. Um, <laughs> go on, Matthew, you, you got, what, what are the main things you want to talk about from this show? We haven't got a million uh, minutes uh, for it, so go on. Let's uh, let, let well, you leave well, it. Which one are you about? the main event. I mean, like, you know, that was the talk going into it, wasn't it? Of Should the Roman drop the titles to the Drew McIntyre? That was the main one, wasn't it? No. The fans... No, no, I, like, no, I agree, better, but you know, this was the only time I thought in a while that he actually might do it, though. I got caught up in the hype watching all the video packages and all the stuff like that. I thought he might actually give us something like this, you know, memorable for the first time in 30 years, but I was so glad he didn't. So not against through there. It was just, even though the fans were gagging for it. And I thought it was, his, you know, people say a typical WWE way of getting out of it, but I thought it was a good 
finish. Roman was on his own. He had to rely on someone else. I just thought it was. A, I loved the main event as well. Fucking loved it. I didn't think much of it as a match. <laughs> of course, of course. Do the main event. Oh, there's a, there's a match on this on this show that I will. I'll shot you, Matt. We'll get there. Um, but like, I didn't love this. I, but, yeah, I just thought it was very WWE tropey and, you know, space. Yeah. The bit, the spot, the whole sequence of when I think Drew kicked out of the first beer, some Romans begging, like with Charles Robinson, like, come on, Charles. And then he hit him with a Claymore. He knocked him out, which went into Fairy coming out, which went into Tyson Fury sparking him for a reaction, which turned into, uh, that was I think, good. someone else. It was unbelievable. That whole sequence was I, fucking I did like really that. good. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. I was going to say, the, the highlight of the referee being pulled out on a 2.9 was kind of great. That was a great bit because that crowd was ready to explode and yes. the timing on it was perfect. I did, however, think the ending somewhat killed it. I was kind of the same of, like, this was very much like your Roman Reigns main event at this point in time, but with someone who hasn't got the kind of that bigger level of star power as him, quite clearly. In a different world, with none of this CM Punk stuff, the title of today's show is called McIntyre's McMegabus because the Lex <laughs> Express how, vibes. How did from we the miss end sorry, of that? How did we miss Lex's National Express last week? Why do we go with <laughs> National Lex Express? Express. National Express. I know it's abysmal. I was so <laughs> genuinely upset when you pointed that out on there. But for this, it's like, well, who needs a title when you can sing Don't Look Back in Anger with Tyson I mean, Fury? I didn't get all that like at the end. I mean, to send, Which, it's meant to send the fans home happy, isn't it? Of course. Of, but, I'm oh, sad me. Gareth isn't with us on the show today. Oh, you would have been nailing it. <laughs> but the idea of Drew McIntyre and Oasis <laughs> together, if you know what his feelings are about both of those things, it's just chef kiss stuff. Like, it, it was, it was, they, but it was, yeah. And I, I just thought the problem was is the Sala Sokoa stuff, weirdly. I think I might have said it on the pre show. Oh, like he'll be coming in soon and, and uh, in the weekend show uh, before coming on to there. I didn't expect to be there this quickly. The issue is the idea of it, I love. But it's not even like if he if he's building up to a match with Sala Sokoa as like revenge for this, it's like Jesus oh, Christ. No. Like, clever no, no. Match with the Usos but it was I'll a get over the story. Exactly. Now, he's on his own. Yeah. That was yeah. what it was. He, he how, did them all. Yeah. It, however, like I thought, like I still think he hasn't got the star presence because obviously we don't know him on that. But the idea of like him coming in was something I think I, I think is kind of great. I love this stuff. It'd be like being a fan of Eric Angle pretending to be Kurt Angle that time on SmackDown. <laughs> like that was fucking genius. Whoever came up with that, Pat Pat, wanted to assume yeah. he did. Um, I, but mm. w- with this as a match, like I, I, you couldn't have gone to him. The whole thing is built around the, the dominance of it, and you can't have a break in that title reign. And I think if you want to do Rock Inglewood to sell out a Mania, you need Roman as hot as you can. So you're going to feed him every single baby face. But JP, and the people in I, Cardiff seemed all right about it. I don't oh, I, I don't know about that one. I, I didn't like the one of where Roman can just win it back. No, you can't do that one where he loses and he wins the title no. back. Uh, it's about the... Um, no, you can't. Ben, Luger 97, about, could you not? No. It's it's about, no Luger 93, don't want so to hear all that. No. You've got to have Roman as unbeaten for so many days going into... like If he yeah. really lost it at the Rumble to Seth... And then if you get you're doing Seth and Cody, you can have Roman as like fuming, he's still the head of the table, and then the way the rock comes in and all that. 
But you can't have him losing and winning the belt. No, that was that would have been the worst one match. That would have been shocking. My, my, my overwhelming take is like I think they really set Drew up for failure. You know the whole like video yep. and all of the promotion behind this, and then having him lose, and then having his consolation prize be a little sing song. Thought he come off, come off like a schmuck. So I disagree with it on principle, but do I give a fuck? No, because it's still Drew. Like I, I, he was massively over to this crowd, like more over than even I thought he'd be in the building. Yeah, no, genuinely, yeah. And there were a lot of people there who'd be disappointed from a business point of view. I wonder if that's smart, especially when you look at World's Collide as well. No, no British people won there either. But, like, do I care? No, because it's Drew Galloway. And to be honest, it's a stadium full of people who think Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins are good. So, like, I quite enjoy their tears, to be honest. So I'm quite happy that it went the way it was. Oh, come on, and I man. love Roman. So, selfishly, I'm like, fuck it. You hate that I like Roman. You said this in our chat. Why don't, why don't you like want me to like Roman? Well, I just, it just doesn't make sense, does it? I don't know why yeah. like, you want the WWE champion who hasn't been beaten like three years. Like, it just goes against but he's the, the star. No, he is. No, he, he's been the best since he's walked into the company, boy. Mm. You know, my thoughts. I love it all. I, people yeah, moan about his slow entrance. And oh, I better have watched it for 20 minutes. It's, only, it's, it's a star coming out, isn't it? He's, it's taking it in, yeah. just seeing him walking out. He, that, he should only, I which mean, he is now, he should only be on these stadium shows just for that big, grandiose entrance. I wish the entrance way was fucking 10 miles long so he could just get that walk, <laughs> watch and walk down. Fucking love him, mate. He's the fucking best ever. Really, <laughs> I really like Roman Reigns. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I'll argue with you about something else. Um, go where on. do you want to go next? Are we going in reverse I mean, order then? Yeah, quite. If you could yeah, mention the Tyson Fury, I was just going to say for the Tyson Fury stuff, were you talking about that at all for the belt in Boston? Tyson, but how much money did he get paid for that? He would have probably got, got five million. I oh, know that's probably ridiculous. Five, no, a, a, high six figures or maybe you know middle six figures. Do you reckon for that that appearance? Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do, you want, do you want to answer Simon's question, Mac? With What's that? They're getting to point. Getting what? to point where there's nobody left to feed to Roman. No, well, you've got the setting up, aren't you? At the minute, the setting uh, Kevin Owens up. I think what they're going to do with that is though, Owens is going to obviously have a shot against him. But they're going to build up to Owens and Zayn because Owens mm. said he's after the title. They're going to beat the shows for the tag belts and get a big moment out of that. That'll be good. T- plays into the thing. And who else is here? Orton's got to come Cody. back yet. You've got to do. You've got to do that match. And Cody's the one. If they do, if the Rock can't do WrestleMania, it's Cody. It's but Orton's well, got to come back to have that match, maybe at the Rumble or, or Survivor Series, whenever Orton's back. So punk, there's, there's plenty. Yeah, punk. <laughs> Kenny Omega. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got a choice here. It could be great, could we? Well, and we've got the Usos versus the Bucks as well. Yeah. I'm in on WWE now. This fight looks fucking crazy. See, I, I, Sammy and Sam went back and forth on Twitter, so he knows my answer to this <laughs> question is Cody Rhodes. But like, genuinely, the two big, big Roman matches. If you can make it happen, it's Cody and the Rock. And I don't really care about him smashing through the rest of the Seth's got to have another one as well. I know he's not a face, but they're building up to the Seth one as well again from the Rumble last uh, this year where it was a DQ. So you've got that in the back pocket. Can we we haven't said this all? Ace Steel is getting indie bookings off this. Oh, there is a GCW, GCW, you bring him in for half an hour. And he just taken out on anybody who was in AEW as well. So he's just wrestling Marco Stunt and the rest of it. That'd be... Yeah. 
But yeah, but Brad, do you want to go in reverse order? So we're going for your favourite re- two wrestlers, Riddle and Seth Rollins. What did you think on that one? That's fucking crap, wasn't it? Like, are you messing with me, fella? It was fucking crap. It was yeah. better than fucking Brian V. Jericho. Fucking hell, mate. <laughs> yeah, by point two five stars. Like. No, I thought that was a good match. Fella, uh, come on. It was, a, it was a good. You know, obviously you're not. You know, I don't know. You still watching Raw these days? All the yeah, I watched it last night. Watched it watch more than you do. <laughs> it's a shoot. That's SmackDown. So you're not liking the uh, like that that feud at all because you 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 detach with the two wrestlers in there like no like I don't I don't like the riddle real life stuff but I thought the segments have been strong to be honest they've been good I yeah. just don't like Seth Rollins <laughs> I just think he's just so That's fucking uh, no one Mr. like I, 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 I like curry, I like curry man but I don't yeah. like Seth Rollins. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was a good Except match, and it played Except played well using Riddle's what emotions against him. He set him up and stuff. I I I enjoyed it. It was it was a good match for me. But let's we're not going in reverse order. Let's go to the matches you really want to talk about, which was uh, Sheamus and old Gunther. No, you even loved amazing. it, didn't you? Loved it. <laughs> 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 Fucking amazing, though. It was <laughs> well, Did you give one of the best matches in WWE history, Meltzer said. He was fucking on one day. What the fuck are you chatting about? Of course it was. On what? Well, Ecstasy? Yeah, that's what, he, that's what he said, JP. I'm not having this stupid talking point people all throw out there that like, oh, is she a Kingston? Was what Sheamus and Gunther wants to be? No, they were just both good. Shut up. Yeah. Like, yeah they can, be yeah. Good. They can yeah. have a good match in WWE. Walter is still Walter. Like, oh, Gunther. Sorry, he's not still Walter, is he? Literally, yeah, he's Gunther. Gunther. But like, he is still... Very, very good at what he does. It is the fucking shock, most shocking thing of all time at WWE. Even Vince McMahon's WWE basically let him continue to be himself. He's still got all of the same strong points he ever had. With the one big glaring thing, and I know Gareth struggled to get past this, and I think a lot of people struggled to get past it. I struggled the first few times I've seen it. He needs to put a stone back on. He needs to find out. He needs to realise. Vince is gone. You can eat chocolate now again, mate. You sound like, you know, fucking go up. Should have been piling on the Easter eggs in April, or he should be like fucking going to Carveries every fucking day of the week. He, like, he needs to put that weight back on, because it does affect... The visual, visual of what yeah. he's yeah. supposed to be. Was, was bigger, wasn't he? Just, well, it was. He and that's like a negative. I, yeah. I, I will grant people that. If you can look past it, though, like, I mean, it's not like it was, a, again, like Ishii Kingston. Oh, it was a complicated match. It was two lads hitting each other really fucking hard. And I don't agree. You know, I'm not calling them out. I just don't agree with what Will was saying on Twitter that, you know, Gunther's chops weren't like what they were as well. So they were. Like, they absolutely were. Like, Sheamus's chest was fucking, was completely yeah, lit up. It's just the fact. It's just the fact that those spots don't work as well in big arenas. Like, it's a small venue yeah. kind of spot yeah. in a lot of ways. Definitely. But it it just, it works. It doesn't work as well, you know. But, you know, the, the, the effect is still there. And, yeah, I, I'm not a big Sheamus fan, but, like, this Underrated fit well into what his strength. But this slots right into what his strength were, you know, just a hard yeah. hit and battle. Barely any near falls, weekend, which is a Walton staple. Yeah, you said so this would be up there as really one of good. you said it'd be up there as one of mm-hmm. the best matches in the weekend. I went four stars on this myself for it. The issue I have about the weight is I think the way that he works and the way it delivers is still the vault character as bully, which is difficult to do mm-hmm. when he's lost the amount of kind of heft that's there. Now I can see that people can take that as weight. I think that's my kind of fundamental issue is he's doing these kind of moves in a bullying style and a guy who's good bit bigger than him, really. 
And I don't, and I just don't, and that, but that's a visual thing. And I'm, I'm kind of nitpicking. That that's my way, overall issue with the, with the kind of Gunter character. He, he, it's not like he does like kind of more varied offense. It's still the same Volta offense. It's just that it's, it's being delivered to someone who, you know, before the appeal of Volta was like, he didn't, the stuff about the body that was for the bodybuilders in the gym. He didn't give a shit about this stuff. He was about the wrestling. It was about like the kind of relentless kind of brutality. If you're basically looking like, you know, like he does now having lost the amount of, and having changed that shape quite dramatically, but you haven't changed your working style. I think that's a kind of slight issue in the future. I think again, simple case, he can have a couple more, he can have a few more cheat days. I'm sure he's not going to go entirely to shit at this point in time, but I'm sure we were predicting he wouldn't be in the company like six months when he was up to the main roster. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he ends up being built up for whenever they do move to a new baby face champion. He'd be one of those guys they'll put it, try and put in their early doors because it'll be like, he'll have a good match with them. Mm. But I think it, it's all right, boys, because he's usually like chopping the likes of you in, in the indies or the small guys. Like, you know, I think it still puts them over that the big guys, the offense still works against the big guys. I think I take that side of it. Like, you know, it's still the mm-hmm. chop is still deadly no matter what he looks like. It's still like the big fellas are still feeling the effects of it. I, I think it's he's done great, Walter. I, and I, you know, me when I first uh, seen Walter Ben, I was having. Discussions and you know I've seen him live. Yeah, he's one of the wrestlers. I've actually seen him on the Indies, haven't I? In the UK, he's one of the guys I can say I actually have seen like yeah, do all the good stuff. So Mm. I'm just happy to see him there and he's doing well. I'm shocked with it, but you know, fair play to him. He's gonna be. He got really lucky because the rumour was that maybe Vince was about to, uh, you know, make him a Nazi and fuck around. July the 4th, wait it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he got, he got lucky with the time. Oh, yeah. He's one of Triple H's employees. He's going to be protected. Yeah. And you can't argue with it. Like, it is, he's been very well presented in WWE and this was his peak so far, really. It was a it was a very good Walter match. Was it like a five-star mm-hmm. Walter match? No. Was it a go four, then? two, five to four and a half stars? 4.25, but I was tempted to go yeah. four and a half. I don't think I will. I think four, I'll stick with me 4.25, but that's equal with the best matches of the weekend for me. Um, really enjoyed it. Seamus' like best match ever. Mm. Definitely. Marty will argue that. Oh, there's a few there, you know, JP, but it's the guy you, you have to... Not that Cena rubbish, mate. Come on. No, 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 they're bad. I'm not a Cena guy, am I, JP? But bad no, bad stuff, true. them like, but there's like, there's a few, there's a Cesaro one in there, okay. best of seven, there's an... Um, yeah. People might like there's a few Del Rio ones that actually were quite hard hitting back in 2012, and there's a few others off the top. One of a big show, Hell in the Cell, uh, not even Hell in the Cell match, probably Big Show, one of Big Show's best ever matches. That's really, really good, like really proper IWC classic. JP, it actually is like genuinely is, and it's a good match. But <laughs> can we talk about boys that one of the the biggest angles of the weekend? They finally got that heel turn, didn't we? By uh, good old Dom Mysterio. Finally, yeah. <laughs> Oh, finally, yeah. The reaction of the judgment day was fucking hilarious with it all just buzzing off off yeah. Ray and Edge. That was fucking great, that you know. <laughs> Did you see the angle on Raw? I haven't yeah. watched it yet, but is it Ria's turning him into a man, hasn't she? Is that what they're going with? She's like, you know, <laughs> it's got you know. written all over it, mate. Yeah. Did he actually yeah. imply yeah. it like she, that? That's what he done. Has he got Vince Russo yeah. written all over it by the sounds of what you're saying there? <laughs> What did yeah, you do, Ben? I've, got, to, uh, I've only read it down, like, ready. 
she took him to Hot Topic and he got some black clothing and he's come back and oh, now he's a yeah. member of the gang. That's basically what happened. Um, and he did a whole angle where, you know, they beat up Edge and he tried to, you know, Ray was got involved. And it, yeah. was, it, was, a, it Edge, was a well done angle, to be honest, on Raw. Yeah, Edge really done next week, isn't well, it? That's, that's the match mm, you're going with, isn't it, already? Got to I say, saw a YouTube clip of Ray Mysterio on Family Fortunes, Family Feud. I've seen that in the Miz. I don't know. It was the daughter he put up there, not Dominic. And I thought, I'd be playing that into the storyline now. In they won't do, but there's some great bit of law there. Because I'd have been livid <laughs> if my dad had picked my brother over me to go up for the bit of the end. Like, you know, when yeah. they're doing like the five, they've got a guess against yeah, each other. Yeah, I've seen that. Daughter Leah over Team Mez- oh. Miz. Why did I watch it? But JP, I agree with Simon here as well in the chat. The uh, Daniel Bryan two out of three falls for Sheamus as well back in 2012. He had a good 2012, did old yeah. Sheamus. <laughs> but is he well, going to with, with Dominic yeah. Benno, the sub there and the group, <laughs> Simon in the chat. There. <laughs> well, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna quickly reboot because my my internet's lagging now. It might be a streamyard thing, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna tee you off with a question you can answer, Matty. Yeah. You don't need to be around for this. <laughs> Why the fuck was Edge so over in England? Explain. <laughs> JV, as someone said on Twitter, there's over and then there's Edge in the UK over. Yeah. He was even he, he, he was shocked, wasn't he? He was loving it. Right. He was shocked. He was fucking buzzing <laughs> off of that, <laughs> which is, I think. And I think this is like part of a show like this has to deliver partly on, okay, we're bringing out these types of characters who people are really kind of invested in. I'm not invested in them, but I'm not the WWE audience. It's the 60 odd thousand who paid to kind of go to this show. So them absolutely losing their mind over edge is, (laughs) I don't find it. I kind of expect it. No, I, 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 to that extent, though, JP, I was fucking like, I knew we'd get a good reaction, of course. He usually does anywhere he goes. But to mm. this extent, it was like Hogan against Rock. They were all standing up with <laughs> wrestling like a wrestling year 18. They were all like bouncing and everything, singing a song. It was just great. They do, I don't they? they absolutely edge in the UK. They lose their fucking <laughs> shit for it. Um, but, yeah, I also wanted to mention another bit of comedy, if you haven't seen it from the weekend. BT... Sport did a series of like vignettes with Damien Priest in with Wales. <laughs> Do you know what? They're genuinely good. They're genuinely <laughs> funny. Like honest, they are. Like because it's it's you've seen this stuff a million times where they put sportsmen in weird kind of like kind of position on various advertising in the UK. But this one, it completely worked. It was him working in a pub. Him having to kind of do some sheep herding as she well. Did you see that uh, one? <laughs> it was. You know, him staying with his family and the rest of him pouring a pint, trying to speak Welsh. It kind of worked for what it is. But, yeah, and Edge Ray Mysterio versus Judgment Day match yeah. went the way. If you're going to book these cards to kind of please an audience, like, and especially if you're not going to deliver in that kind of main event with the hometown win, you're going to have to go along with this stuff. But um, am I glad he's turned? Not really. It means he's still going to wrestle. And I don't think we get to the crux of the issue with Dominic Mysterio that he is shit. <laughs> but once again, JP, I, I knew when the, the uh, heel team was going to happen, it'd get heat. I didn't think it'd get that much heat. The fans fucking Yeah, it. just like... <laughs> 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 From Alan Partridge. <laughs> One of the Lynn's mates. 
Yeah. I am back, by the way. He's going to be uh, like Hello. a David Flair type. You know, like, he's going to be like an ironic heel, isn't he? That we all like. Uh, I think the fan. Yeah, it's the best the end, role for him, probably. You'll turn, everyone will turn around at him because it'll be that ironic, as you say, Ben. People will admit it soon. When but he, he is shit, JP's right. And I'll say this just as a time point. I don't know if you saw me make this point on Twitter, uh, Matty. But by the time Rey Mysterio was Don Mysterio's age, he'd had his entire ECW run. His entire babyface master we still be run. He'd done the filthy animals and he'd done the no limit soldiers. Oh, master as well. Dominic. Yeah. <laughs> Younger than Dominic. Madness. And it had a successful run in AAA up to yeah. like that point before even coming yeah, out. Throw that into For yeah. Fuck's you know, sakes. <laughs> but boys, and the only two matches Shit. we haven't covered is the women's matches. And to be fair, I mean, I have seen the, the six woman get a bit a lot of praise. I didn't think it was that good, to be honest with Jerry. Good booking with Bailey, you know. Pinning Bianca to set up a title match. I did yeah. think that was good, but it was a bit clunky and Livy Shayna, I wasn't really into either. I just I think it's because Charlotte's not around and Becky's not around. We, and Sasha, we need we need the big guns back, I think. I think we need them back myself. And there didn't seem like there was a chance of a genuine title change as no, well. No so chance. you have the problem here with with this where it's but it's it's another and I thought in a post-Vince era that they wouldn't be doing this old thing they used to do where you're booking small champions as fundamentally being fluky. They did this with Ray, didn't they? Famously, of yeah. course. And that's what I get the vibe I get with Liv Morgan. But there's a certain percentage of that audience, could be perverts, who are massively into Liv Morgan and people losing their absolute shit about it. And it's like, whatever. I don't think it amounts to anything. I don't think it helps the division in any way, shape or form. Because I don't think she's kind of got the skills or, or good enough to kind of lead at that level, considering the depth of women they have in that division. There's you know a I mean? there's there's a loads better than Liv Morgan. When then no matter how much you fancy her, that doesn't yeah. change. When then three come back that I mentioned, plus you throw uh, Ronda in there, who's, who's the build up to come back to against their uh, Liv. She's got no yeah. chance. For me, she's you know, she's definitely oh the, the love will always be there, Simon. Never go away that one. <laughs> yeah. Need a back, need a back. She's been away too long. She had the only moon. Get her back on telly. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on the show as a whole? Was it SummerSlam ninety two? No, but it was a great spectacle, no. Ben. It was, you know, as as uh, Andy Snappy was messaging show, me. Eh? No, but I mean, Andy was, he said it, it, the live being there was amazing. I wish I, I really wish I could have been there. I missed out on it just to see that Roman entrance. To be honest, boys, I, I, that would have been worth the hundred pound on its fucking own. But you know, one day hopefully uh, we get to see it. But it was, it was a great, well received show overall. So I'm happy with the 62 thousand. Ben, you know, can't complain, can you? I don't understand. It was about real that. figures. It was real figures, wasn't it? Someone said they announced less, even though it was more because they had to announce it was less than WrestleMania or something. Is that right? Oh, yeah, that's like a change that. in the Triple H regime there. Like he's yeah. actually yeah. telling the truth. Yeah. <laughs> like, and by the way, that's the worst, lowest sense of praise if we're going to praise them for not lying about attendance <laughs> in 2022. Well, at least they're not lying anymore. Go, really? Is that a thing that you need to be praised for at this stage? It reminds me of one of the students who said, oh, as a reward for coming in on time, maybe we get to leave early. And it's like, no, that's not how life works. You turn up on time, and then you leave kind of on time. Really, you don't like get a reward for fucking turning up on there. Sorry, it's a rant about something else. Ben, uh, what would you say in terms of this show? Up down middle, what are we saying? Um, 
thumbs up for WWE fans, but middle for us. Graded on a WWE curve, maybe slightly up, but a middle. Yeah. There was no way. Like, as much as I moaned about the AW show, no way. No way. Was it, it, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see if other cities do this because obviously we've had it with the Mania City bids. I wonder if there's other places in and around Europe and the UK they should think at whether or not a big Germany show in a stadium is something that might be possible. That'd be like the other kind of major European country outside of anywhere in the United Kingdom. Um, for that to happen. And uh, yeah, well, you know, and the legacy of this is something we're going to be speaking about like quite heavily for this. The legacy of the, the press uh, conference. Fucking... Uh, the APVG. Well, I yeah. didn't see any of it. To be honest, I really didn't. Fucking... I saw, what was it? Is it? Is it Acknowledge Me? Is that the thing he's... Yeah, yeah Alex McCarthy acknowledged what? Roman Room. Roman came on just said Acknowledge Me. Bad angle. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I've said before, as much as like I disagree with a lot of us, I do personally get on with Alex, but that was embarrassing, and he should be yeah, himself for being proud of it on Twitter. And also, like, not just that, I think some of the other questions that got asked were just like, oh, so um, wrestling's great. Um, it, like, there were people there who clearly didn't know anything about wrestling, they were just being like, oh, you know, it's uh, you know, it must be hard to do what you do. It's like, okay, where's the question? Well, thank you. Know, like, you're gonna ask them actually. Certain. It was like, yeah, if we're gonna criticize the AW one, this was worse. Um, it was yeah. way more like hands off. If you want to para, um, paraphrase Joe Lysett from this weekend and what he said on the Laura Coonsberg show, for all intents, they might as well have asked him questions about Peter Andre rather than anything else because you're never getting any answers. Rather like Liz Truss never gave any answers on how to solve the cost of living crisis in the United Kingdom. Anyway, well, did you see uh, Triple H on this morning? In embarrassment. I on a regular spotlight, we, we would have led with Triple H's like tour. <laughs> this morning. Of, like, <laughs> 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 oh, and he Kay was loving it, Vernon so fucking cheddar, wasn't he, with that belt? <laughs> Is he still oh, presenting it? Family Fortunes? No. No way. Yeah, he was for a while, wasn't it? Did he get cancelled? I, I, I think everyone gets cancelled. Did right, he get cancelled no. at some point? If you're cancelling, like, cancelling Neighbours is one thing. You don't cancel your family fortunes. I would never cancel Play Your Cards, right? These are game shows that need to be there to the fucking Tradition, Andy JP, tradition. Oh, family, family fortunes is a rock-solid show. Gino, it's Gino DeCampo is the host. Show. Is the host now. Gino. Who is? is Gino DeCampo. Gino DeCampo. He's... Christ above that man's had a journey, isn't it? Because he was on this morning, <laughs> which Vernon Kay was on. See how it all ties in, isn't it? Oh, it's a, it's a big uh, time and life is a flat circle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. We got a uh, got tagged in a lot of uh, Triple H's uh, comings and goes. That and a uh, Garrett uh, picture of uh, of Walter with the Birmingham lads uh, definitely going in the uh, yeah. Oh, the that's show. a classic. Yeah, see <laughs> that. Mate, we're not we're spoilt for show images. Oh, that's the point. Good for Fabian Eichner. I'm I'm glad that he got it put back in with uh, with yeah. the ring camp. Like obviously yeah. that oh. was the move. Yeah, that that bit at the start of the match as well. I didn't got to say it earlier on, but the bit where they started brawling while Sheamus and Gunter were just staring at each other. I thought that was cracking. That was well, that gave, like, a really good vibe from the get go. However, <laughs> I will say the fucking. The NXT UK lads in the audience, like or ex NXT UK lads, being like, "Oh, I got to see Pete Dunn in front of sixty thousand people live his dream." No, you didn't. You got to see him be a fucking mascot. Like he didn't even get a match, and they sacked you two weeks ago. I have some self respect, you fucking marks. Like, oh, I was just embarrassing. Like embarrassing. Uh, you know, NXT UK dies. Mm. You can't even like. 
didn't put any Brits over over the entire weekend. Like, never mind, like, you know, it, 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 NXT UK mastering and getting any kind of, like, spot on this show or any of those wrestlers getting any kind of spot. It's just an embarrassing uh, moment, I thought, for the uh, for the Welsh wrestlers in the crowd, like, going back, like, as uh, as punters. They were they were very much punters. It, again, to make the comparison about wrestlers who went into places like New Japan, and like around that that point in time, like the ones who ended up in NXT, either mothballed, now released, have less kind of name value than than when they they went out. The other guys were like headlining big shows in Japan. Like the dream is to headline WrestleMania, not to go to WrestleMania. I would have thought that's the aim for it as a wrestler as well. And it may sound like we're just being completely awful, spiteful pricks, but I think in many ways what it just shows up is how weak the kind of UK independent scene is. And it's not something I've got sympathy about because we kind of know how a lot of this situation came into being. So, you know, being excited for Pete Day, I mean, he should be fucking wrestling. I mean, I sort of seeing Tyler Bate wrestle again was a novelty value. Speaking of, like, speaking of that, Wales Collider also happened this weekend. Speaking of uh, NXT spots. Fucking been up. so long, yeah. I've forgotten his spots, what they were. I was like, oh, he does that bop and bang thing. But it was just like, that was like, if NXT, you didn't believe NXT UK was dead, like, they just ran, like, NXT proper just ran the goal. It was like, NXT UK, it was like, thanks for coming, lads, off you fuck. Like, it was just, like, they didn't even make it, it didn't even get any credibility. You can technically count pretty deadly if you want, but they're proper NXT at this point. It was NXT proper running through all of the NXT UK wrestlers. Uh, didn't even did, that was the other thing. You didn't even get to have it happen in the UK. You would have thought that'd be the obvious thing, you know, big big UK pay per view going on. There's loads of little small venues knocking around. You could have done this. That. Nah, not worth the flights. We'll just uh, we'll do it in the PC instead. But for all that negative, I will say this was a very good show. I think if Gareth of the Bay mm. were to come on, he'd be singing its praises. I know he was a a big fan of Worlds Collide. I yeah really tight well done show again you know you maybe you adjust your scale you know for what that's supposed to be compared to what a full you know an all else is supposed to be but for what it is i thought it was yeah a very good show with uh with not much fat matter yeah the you know we can start right off the gates with ricochet and uh, mellow haze there thought that mm. was an absolute the fans were fucking digging that all the way through, unbelievable. I'm a big fan of uh, Carmelo Hayes and Slick Williams. Think did a good package, and you know they've been uh, protecting him and pushing him well. So hopefully, you know, he, when he, if he does get on the main roster like, with Triple H now, he's uh, can shine like because I think he's very, very good. Mm. And good to see the old Ricochet Ben, wasn't it? The old the man who oh, you forget, forget exists. You know what I mean? I'd <laughs> love to see him get get heated up again and get a get a proper shot again um you know it's a little bit like embar- embarrassing is probably a bit strong but i'm to have to you know go there and lose as well <laughs> it's a bit like fuck me how the mighty have fallen but you know he did it it's probably right you know you want to at this point you want to boost the next ricochet don't you you want to that's that yeah. we shouldn't be saying that don't get me wrong ricochet yeah, should be a star mean- but given where we are with things, like it probably wouldn't have been right for, for Carmella to lose to him. I, I, I just thought of you watching this match, match, Matty. I just thought it was hilarious. Like that, oh, that I know 
James, he fucking hated oh, it. Oh, he that. hated I it, didn't he? he I know he would. <laughs> I thought it was definitely. You can make sense of it if you want. They both you can. Both. You can put your you logic know. to it, and then that's my shout. You can put any logic to anything you see in wrestling. Yeah. It's like I've said it before. It's like lyrics. You take your own lyrics, how you mean to them. That's the same with moves and then spots. It's like. He went for all the moves, and then, all right, it was a big fucking convoluted, but you can put logic to it, and it was fucking hilarious. That's the main thing. He adjusted in mid-air, let's say that. I yeah. mean, it is a stretch. I, I, yeah, I, I saw that spot, and I laughed out loud, literally. Um, and I knew, uh, I knew you would too. There were a lot of... <laughs> maybe we shouldn't be praising a match because we thought it was funny, but... Like, yeah. <laughs> but the fans, though, Benno, they were like, I... you know, they were fucking going wild for that match, honestly. They were yeah. really into it. Yeah. You spoke about sort of grading on a curve. I mean, with this, it's, I found myself grading a lot of this card on a curve because this does feel like more a genuine developmental product, uh, product, which is why it's probably a match like this. I'm going, yeah, it's still kind of, it's there about the spots uh, as much as anything else. But by God, it's it's doing what this product needs, which is just having a kind of couple of hot matches. And like kind of heating up people like Carmelo Hayes, who I saw Matty, you were saying like, have him at that IC level. I'm like, yeah, this is someone you should be yeah. investing to, to kind of get to that Definitely. point. And it makes Especially sense. Especially with Trick Williams, become as a good package. He's got the bodyguard, yeah. the heater on the outside. It's, it's there. Literally, what Triple H will do is take that off NXT and put it on SmackDown or Raw. And I think it will give him a couple more goals, like months or whatever. But it'll definitely yeah. work if they keep it together, hundred percent. But, but with the with the idea that you've got smaller wrestlers who are going to be coming into WWE because Triple H is filtering in in those guys as well, there's there's more of a chance for them to succeed. You feel like it's, it's going to yeah. be more on their own merits than like again the whims of lunatics. Like you've got yeah. less of that type <laughs> of stuff on there. Um, although you know, and it was top and tail with a, I, I thought like a really good main event. Yeah, Which yeah, really good. Reminds you of a, a kind of sliding doors where Tyler Bate is encouraged to go into the New Japan Dojo system at a very young age, get out of the crowd he's knocking around in British wrestling, and actually end up having these kind of like great matches and everything else. Instead, here it was just like he was someone I hadn't seen for ages when he's up against Bron Steiner. As I hope to God, when he goes up to the main roster, he's like. I was Bron Brecker in NXT, but I'm going to be I, a Steiner on the main I can roster. see that happening. I can see hope. that happening. Yeah. I, I think they're going to do it because Bron Brecker is pure Vince, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but that was a great match. As I say, Tyler Bate, obviously, like, leading the way in that one because it was fucking, like, that, like, the last couple of minutes of that was fucking brilliant, like. Yeah. It was, as I say, the, Tyler Bate, then, you're, you're all favourite, isn't he? Not anymore, mate. <laughs> but he's... But you forget, like, I never see him wrestle because I never watch yeah. NXT UK. That's the only place he's been on for years. So, like, what's what's the point in that? Um, the lineage stuff, which, like, when I'm watching the video post, I don't watch Hilarious. NXT, and you're seeing them going, like, like, like Volta going up to him saying, you need to do this for NXT. Um, whereas, really, the, the, that is you need to get out of the country and get into America probably as quickly <laughs> as, as humanly possible. He'll be there. He'll be in a job there. I imagine he'll be in NXT for quite some time. NXT Europe. Or not they, mm, I would. I could see Triple H bringing NXT Europe's not happening. Like I'm, I'm not. convinced it's not even it's not a promotion if it does happen. Yeah, like I, I could see him and just ending up in a tag team with Pete Dunne. 
on the main roster. I could see them doing that type of stuff if they kept him there or if he's there in NX, if he's there. But he did the thing he had to do, which was make the guy who they are hot on and at some point will be up on the main roster with a big push look that bit bigger. That was his yeah. job and he did that. What about uh, Rian in the comments here, boys? Mandy Rose beating Michael Satamora, not on my bingo card in 2023. What did you think of that one, that match? I thought, I thought it was a good match, I think. Like, I'm not, you know, I, I made that mm. joke on Twitter, didn't I? You know, Miko was, like, the queen of, like, in Brit Res in 2018, Matt. Like, it was just full of, like, you know the way, it's like, awful. Gary Gary loves uh, loves her and loves the, all uh, the, banks himself silly over that, uh, <laughs> that uh, part of the wrestling world. Uh, not even yeah. in a sexual way, I'm just saying. Uh, but like <laughs> most people in the UK, because I remember we were, because you saw it debut in the UK, yeah. the uh, King of yeah. Trios in Chikara, yeah, uh, slash, uh, slash, slash Fight Club Pro. Like, that, that's fine if you're someone like him. There was a lot of people in this country who pretended they'd seen her before. Yeah. Pretended they knew she was this legend. Is that what it is? Yeah. Is that, is yeah, that what pretend, it is? When she went to Progress, Jim Smallman acted like he'd ever seen a wrestle before outside the Nitro. It was fucking a load of nonsense. However, for whatever reason, she she made a home in the UK, and you know maybe it was the breakfasts, maybe it was the fact she didn't want to go to America. But like, <laughs> you know, she has been a real strong point of NXT UK. And I thought about this match. Like, I'm not going to pretend like she's someone who I'm massively familiar with the lore of. She looked twice the rest of the other two. Yeah. I, I agree with you, Mandy Rose looks all right, but like she just she, like, held yeah, it she, she should be yeah, on, she... on the main roster if there's a way to do it. Like I know that's. The most obvious thing to say in the world, Miko Satomura is better than developmental NXT and NXT UK, but she's so many levels above it, even at you know, mm. the, the grand old age of what is she like 42 or something like that? She's not even that yeah. old. Like she should be mixing it up on the main roster if it's an option. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought that match was was sound like I just keep saying Mandy Rose has improved a hell of a lot. I know there's still the haters out there, and she's far from the finished product, but she is actually improving, and that's good to see. You know what I mean? Unlike some of the any wrestlers are going, she's at least improving. That's what NXT is. Yeah, that's the whole it. point of it. She goes there to improve. The whole thing picked up, like you said before, when Miko Satamura was in there. Then it just sort of seemed to get up to a much better level, worked at a better pace, a lot less sloppy. Um, however, I thought the fact that Mandy Rose winning it was just like you kind she of. She was always going to win, JP. Always you always knew she win. was going to win for that. Like, but it was the thing about low one from NXT UK winning. So even when Pretty Deadly won, it was like they're very much an NXT act. I tell you what, boys, that match though as well. That was a thing I agreed on Twitter with uh, with Ben. It's like it was proper chaos that match. Like them three brothers there as raw as anything, but I can oh, yeah. them all day wrong because they are fucking gonna be they're hilarious, but in a great they're just like I don't know, I can't explain them, but they're just fucking they're like raw clay, aren't they? They're just that's like yeah, throwing it's... Kurt Angle out there with no wrestling training and they're just doing yeah. shit. Like, <laughs> they are. Watch yeah. them all day long, and they're gonna turn like out to be uh, yeah, they're gonna be very, very good. Then hmm. I thought, um, I mean, what the fuck were Gallus doing out there, though? I was, I was Wolfgang, uh. I was the first class fight to America, like, <laughs> and like, he looks for a company, he looks in worse shape than when he signed. To quote the rock, that. he looks he looks like ba- <laughs> a monkey came out there at the shit and out came mankind. That's what a uh, Wolfgang looks like when he stands in the rings. Fucking yeah, garbage. Like I don't understand them being there at all. Gallus getting yeah, uh, pretty deadly. Great though, I enjoyed them uh, knocking around. Mm. Um, and yeah, the uh, the uh, the post match stuff wasn't there with uh, what's his face turning 
feel? Um, <laughs> well, um, Beryl, did you watch? I'm surprised you haven't brought up Ariel Helwani and Triple H. Did anyone watch that? No. I watched it, yeah. It's, it, Ariel is embarrassing himself, don't get me wrong, by like mm. lowering himself to doing kayfabe interviews and doing kayfabe talk on Ted stuff and throwing softball questions at Triple H. But they weren't as soft as I was led to believe. He did ask questions. Okay, he didn't ask, like, you know, what's Vince been up to? But he did ask, you know, yeah. where's Sasha Banks? What's your thoughts on Braun Strowman? Bray Wyatt, what, you know, what's the plan going forward? Are you going to, do you watch AEW? What do you think of AEW? He asked good questions. It actually wasn't that bad an interview when I watched it. I still think he's embarrassing himself doing so much WWE it, stuff. They had it on the telly beforehand, but it was up against BT score at that point in time. Fantasy points. Fantasy, <laughs> fantasy points took over. I went, yeah. I can't be watching that. When I when I need to be losing myself in the Ivan T- Tony Masterclass that was going on at that point in time, and having had him in the team, I was very happy. But, anyway. but Ben, did you see that he was meant to have a match with the uh, Gable at WrestleMania? Who was? was meant to have Triple H? Oh right, but to have a match with who? Sorry, <laughs> who was he supposed to wrestle? He's meant to wrestle Gable Stevenson at WrestleMania. Oh, Gable Stevenson. Oh, wasn't there a news story this week that said that um, he was never happening because like, he's he's not really asked about wrestling, he's not trying, and he's got nothing to offer because just look at him. Like, yeah, weird. That, well, we'll see. Triple H is a big believer in it. Uh, well, so let's see you that. Have, you've, been, you've been handed a lifeline and the Triple H has taken over because I, I, my my main point was Vince, it, Vince. Vince was never going to look at him and see Star. <laughs> he's like three foot two short. He's not actually physically impressed. He couldn't put a promo. He doesn't seem that charismatic, and he's not asked about wrestling. So I didn't see where the upside was. Maybe Triple H will take a liking to him for some other reason. But if he's going to get in the ring and put him over at Mania, he must like him, wasn't he? Yeah. Is he going to wrestle a match, mate? I should have gone that far on the bet. <laughs> Never mind. Is he going to main event? If I think it ended up being our best. Yeah. Very much emulating his hero Ric Flair. If he does, though, doesn't he? Wrestle a match. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah, not happening ever. Brother's got more chance. <laughs> now he turned here, didn't he? Yeah, he thought he laid out here, uh, Roddy Strong yeah. in the uh, in the parking Like Midsummer Murders, isn't it? That uh, <laughs> that like they just like stood round and looked him. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I he did everything. Yeah, <laughs> help him up for like. Fuck, he could be dead here. <laughs> I saw more movement when Richie was hit by the car from like Eddie Kingston and stuff like that. There was more <laughs> movement then at that point. They were like people genuinely worried. He was like. Oh, fuck, he's hurt himself. He's done himself a mischief. And then they just sort of, that was it. We just let him wow. lie then at that point. But surprisingly, I would say overall, surprisingly watchable. And yeah, it because it was on before SAW, it was like, it was a... I say nine o'clock me, time, yeah, great. I thought it was late. I thought it was actually, I should have known yeah. it wasn't going to go head to head, but... When Kiwi texted me, done at nine o'clock, I was fucking made up something to watch on a Sunday night. Mm. <laughs> I was cheddared. Couple of three point seven five star matches, you know. Yeah, some promising young talents. Uh, this is probably now like it's a, it it's pretty bad what they did to the old NXT. Like it shouldn't have happened, and Triple H being sidelined shouldn't have happened. But now that we're here, this is what it should be, shouldn't it? It should be like it well, should be, you know, young wrestlers who you're developing and giving time mm-hmm. to, and you know, maybe we're all not going to watch it because who really wants to watch it? But you know, and it probably needs a rebrand from the splashy colors and all that stuff. But yeah, some young wrestlers with a bit of promise, you know, mixing it up it's with like some re- ratings recently, you know. Yeah, done, it's probably what it should better be. Better than expected. Mm. But it is. And what really should have happened would would have been the case that in 
the old stars from the, the Triple H era of NXT would have gone up onto the main roster and been who they were presented as. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. the Vince just created the idea where he was just going to say no to all of them, which mm-hmm. then created the log jam, made people stale. And then you end up with this, end up with all the mass releases and everything else. And then you end up with this version of it. But it feels like it is kind of getting, you know, more back on track, which is good for Braden and Davey. <laughs> our friends yeah. if nothing else i'm glad that they're getting to see a better product but boys this was all done without nikita lyons being on the show as well because she needs to be on every tv show going forward for me so <laughs> i saw <laughs> last legend telling. as well on there legend yeah they should just feud forever because they're fucking great <laughs> yeah i found out oh, last legend oh, wasn't a man i thought last legend used to be an evolved commentator i didn't realize that was a <laughs> no tbl packer as well Weird, yeah. You mentioned him a lot, JP. I was looking forward to see him. Well, as far as I was aware, he was on the um, he was up against Virgil Symbols on the uh pre show for one of the dark matches for the crowd, but he needs to be on TV, does old TV. And big, uh, big Tony D'Angelo was only in the backstage segment as well, JP. One of my favorites, drinking coffee with that young lad. Yeah, he's gonna be feuding with uh, Cameron Grimes, but looks with old Trevor Lee. (laughs) (laughs) I, I will say, I enjoyed that rap. That that crack Cameron Grimes one when he became rich. I will say I I kind of <laughs> I had a guilty laugh at that thing, and I should be hating this shit, but somehow I'm laughing. Oh no, anyway, we'll see how it how it goes going forward. Anyway, boys, that quickly on WWE because uh, we are uh, we're over the magic three hour point, even without her uh, some pre banter. Um, yeah, Bronze Roman turned back up on Roman Massey made up. He did do a shockmaster, didn't he? A little botch in there, like. I, was but, really um, for him, yeah. I know, but he, he's all right. The fans pop for him, and actually, I, I, which I can't believe that you, you'll explain it better than me. He should never have been released, should he? No, <laughs> in that no. world, like, from a business point of view, I don't <laughs> yeah. have to be a fan of him. Like they invested so much time and money in getting him over. Joke, yeah. Like. Joke. Take the rewards of that, which are yeah. you've got a ready yeah. made up and big card main event big man that don't grow on streets. He's on SmackDown, apparently. Ben, he's apparently yeah. someone reported that he's actually as a baby face on SmackDown. So there's one for Simon that could go over against Roman. It also <laughs> proved, that he, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, also proved as well that he's not any kind of a draw outside of WWE. So they probably no, got him back on a much cheaper, cheaper contract that in fact. It's only there he's going to work. I suspect Bray Agreed. Wyatt is looking at exactly the same thing, thinking, do you know what? I'm just better off going back there because they'll at least put me in this role that people know straight away. It's the best place for them. And just like you said, Matty, should have been released in the first place. Not for yeah. them. Yeah. Are we doing N1 yeah. and Noah now? Because I've got extensive detail <laughs> notes on the uh, Kyo Kiyomiya match. I reckon. Three hours, 10 half, minutes, half 39 hour, right? seconds. But, you know, you can Bonus have, content, that one, JP. <laughs> well, you've called my bluff here. I haven't seen it because of the <laughs> wrestling to watch this weekend. I never got round to seeing it. Uh, once I throw the intro so on, it'll, uh, it'll be a solid three hours. <laughs> I think we've done well, lads. we got a. Just Tyler's episode N1 special. Yeah, proper false advertising. Uh, I was going to wrap things up. There's still, yeah, it's still looking like uh, the the longer it goes, the more you think there might be a chance uh, Punk sticks around. Um, Mm. Apparently, uh, a side note: uh, Stephen Bullhausen, whoever that is, has reported he's got a he's got a check mark. So I believe he's uh, someone. I think I've actually seen him in the uh, scrums at AEW. Um, Yeah, he said Tony Schiavone is now Tony Khan's right hand man. So maybe he's the. uh, I've heard rumors down. Yeah, yeah, good. Uh, Tony's new sounding board is a uh, is Tony Shivani. Good. Wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
like he's in a better state than the other older lad there, isn't he? So like mm. you'd be going yeah. with him, and to say he has been everywhere, he's seen it all, hasn't he? He's seen all that like he, before. He's been through kind of all of this as well, and he seems to like a lot of that crew seem to like him as mm. well at the same time. And I think he might be the good one to go to of him going, actually, this is good business, this is bad business. And he's got that experience of WCW. So if he's able to kind of... And I imagine Tony Khan would be open to the idea of him speaking truth to power. He's able to say, this is the kind of shit we used to do in the dying days. Avoid it like the fucking plague. You listen when a man like that says it. Indeed. Well, I think that's it then, lads. Covered it. Nice and tight. Anyone want to plug JP? We didn't get plugs in at the start. Um, please listen to the SummerSlam 92 show and give it a few, <laughs> weeks, <laughs> give it a few days. It's funny. End of the week. Yeah, I don't yeah. like the show. Oh, well. Right, we were you speaking about that then. big controversy in the torch that week about Joe Pedersino from Global, which is on his arse at this point in time, but that's not a surprise in there. Um, you'll also hear a lot about not only SummerSlam 92, but Dave's trip to Japan, which includes to be said some rick rude promos which are like fucking jesus like just to yeah an update on that and then what does dave Meltzer do in japan in 92 at that point in time do you go and see mount fuji does he fuck he watches a show every day and he goes to ribera ribera steakhouse for tea that's what (laughs) dave's doing and like and we wouldn't have it any other way as he's telling you about wrestling romance. Control F, Jeff, is there as well. There's a young um, wrestler in Mexico as well, Matt, that turns up. Uh, Apparently, so he's a lot of promise. His name's Vampire. Um, Don't know. Maybe he should drop the E. I don't know. Might work out Uh, for him. Um, uh, Are you? Are you? Are you? Oh, Oh, mate. Ian's fighting off the women with a shitty stick. Mate, JP, I'm telling you, we're talking like... Updated, or, or, you know, update with the uh, collective. With, with, you need with, the uh, stick and literally, like, fuck off. Yeah. No. Will the Val- Valderrama stuff, is it? Will the Valderrama out of that 70s show? We're talking his level of fucking <laughs> content there, like, fucking hell. And he loves telling you about it as well. Well, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> you go on about it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's a. Fucking <laughs> hell. That's up there as well. Uh, obviously, yeah, the SummerSlam 92 stuff was fun. Get a little mini review yeah. from, uh, from me on that. I haven't watched the, uh, the show at the, uh, at the weekend, too. And we talk. My favorite bit, JP, is that we. We told Matty um, Hegstrand and Nord's uh, Euro vacation when Hawk and the Berserker go missing after SummerSlam 92. They just oh, well, disappear. Fucked, really? yeah, they just was, disappear uh, for six that. weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Where did can they go? Ima- can you only imagine Who's what local? they got up to, JP? Who's local Two places. Where were they? Am- Amsterdam and Hamburg at some point they've gone to there 100%. as well. Yeah. But this is like Jake Roberts in Aldershot. Where yeah. are they? Where do they go? Please fill us in. Like yeah. genuinely want to know what happened to those lads, and it wasn't like Pyongyang where him and he was going to kill two cold Scorpio because basically couldn't get hand any drugs for three days and they just lost their fucking minds. Like they had a happy Mondays or something like that, and they can't fucking cope <laughs> for five minutes without being off their tits. Like at this stage, like yeah, they're just uh, you know he's he's just he's all over the shop on there. But it was great fun to do that. We obviously did uh, very recently. We were speaking about ca- a flashback episode. And we were speaking about Capital Carnage um, yeah. on there as well. So go and have a listen to that. We must have done five hundred sh- like pieces of audio. Not yeah, it's close. There. I think we're like four away. Five four away at this point. Close enough in the scheme of things. If you get four hundred 
like 96 in the exam out of 500, you've had a great done exam. Well. <laughs> You're not bothering about the other four. There's been loads here. And I think at some point we're going to do a grappy hour and then we're going to get pure inception on this and start talking about our top five favourite shows on the Patreon, which feels like a Bo Burnham joke in the making. <laughs> there you go. We disappeared off our own asses. There you go. Pa- Patreon.com forward slash grapple. We did that a while ago. Didn't we? There you go. And uh, FBL show uh, live on uh, on Thursday uh, again on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Check that out. But yeah, Matty, nice one for, uh, for joining us again. You want to tell people where they can find you? Yeah, just on Twitter, boys, the usual. Matty Edwards 86 for uh, all the usual shite and nonsense. But yeah, that's about it. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, we're going to chat to our patrons for another quick five, ten minutes, I think, while we uh, sort out the graphics yeah. and the uh, and the title. But other than that, for the main show, that's it for us for another show. We'll catch you again soon. Well in, boys. Bye. See you on the Want to show off your patriotism and love for firearms? You need to check out Goat Guns. Our authentic die-cast miniature gun replicas are a great way to celebrate your rights while adding a unique and high-quality item to your collection. They are fun to build and make a great display addition to your office, man cave, or anywhere you want to show off your collection. Start your collection today at GoatGuns.com.